This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello? <laughs> Hi, listener. Um, this is Dan from the podcast that you're listening to. Supreme Hello? Uh, hi, that's Michael Eisner. He's uh, also known as Bob Eisner. You'll find out. Uh, we just want to say hello. Hello. Thank you to all of our new listeners. Uh, and Jimmy's approaching his microphone, so Jimmy's going to say hello. Hello. To our new listeners hello. as well. Hello. And then Eric. Hello. <laughs> Eric's also going to say hello. Yep. Yep. He's also, he said yep, which is uh, Canadian for hello. Uh, Eric is famously from Canada. Hey, so uh, I've already rambled. So if you want to join the conversation, join the conversation, ride the mm. movies, so to speak. If you'd like to ride the podcast, uh, you can go to our Facebook group. It's oh, no. Oh, no. Eric is playing me off. Um, right. So I, I thought it was the other mom. dance song. Sorry. I want to thank, I want to thank my producer. <laughs> God. <laughs> so we have a Facebook group listener, uh, new listeners specifically. And in that Facebook group, we have nice people and we don't say nasty things. It's a very good Disney fan uh, fan site. It's on a good thing on a bad platform. <laughs> That's right. So we have that. And occasionally what we do, it started in 2020 during the pandemic. Uh, which is over now. And we which is still happening. Had a, yeah. Well, no, not according. Anyway, that's not. So uh, we started a game night where we get together on the Zoom and mm -hmm. we play games with each other. And sometimes, and that has continued there. for three years. And our three anniversary is coming up on the date is uh, April twenty sixth, which is in six days. Just after going the twenty fifth anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Ooh, that's right. So come celebrate Animal Kingdom's birthday. Come celebrate <laughs> our third anniversary of game night on April 26th on Zoom. We will put the Zoom link in our Facebook group. So you need to be a member of our Facebook group, which means you need to ask to join. And That's if true. you're not a bad person, we will accept you into our group. Yes. And then you are welcome to join us where we play games like, Dan, what are the games we play? Uh, we play Fibbage. We play, uh, you know, Jackbox kind of stuff. Uh, nothing else. Lather Round. Lather Round, yes. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Drawful. Drawful, thank Bidiots. you. Bidiots. That, Bidiots. We like Bidiots. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. TKO. We all we almost always party. in with TKO. We play, we play TKO. Okay, yes. yeah. You'll see a lot and Murder of Death House Party. What yes. was that? Trivia one? Murder Party. Trivia Murder Party. Uh, so all of it, we have a good time. There's a good group of people. So if you'd like to join us for that game night to celebrate our third anniversary of these game nights, it's April 26th at 5.30 Pacific. 8.30 mm -hmm. Eastern, mm -hmm. go on to the old Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash the Supreme Resort. Mm -hmm. Follow us, join our group, and you will get the link to join our games. And you can come by and say... Hello?
Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine sometimes which is worse and why it should be burned to the ground. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better? Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Joining me as always is Dan. Hi, Hi Dan. I just I was just in the booth with Sam for a little bit. That guy hey, Sam. has really really interesting war stories. Well, the odors too. You don't. Well, yeah. Memories of odors. Memories of. Odors. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to speak yet. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That was not Sam. That was Eric. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well done, Eric. All right. So, um, hi, guys. How you been? Yeah, been doing great. It's been six days since we last recorded. They I'm... don't need to know that. Oh. Uh, April we, Fool's? We, we last recorded right now. That's right. Um, listen to After Hours on <laughs> Wednesdays on Fox. Um, sometimes they show up on the Patreon feed. So if it's worth $5 to you to hear us in all the uh, effery. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun. Um, annual passes are back at Walt Disney World, guys. Yay! Ooh, I'm yeah, gonna get starting, my pirate pass. Starting, starting you can't, soon. Because you're you're not a Florida resident. Oh, wait, no, no, you're a DVC resident. DVC. No, that doesn't count. So you can get the Sorceress Pass, right? Which I think stayed the same, but all the other ones basically went up hundred dollars. So anyway, but you can buy annual passes again at Walt Disney World if you have not renewed or if you um, dare. If you, if you dare, <laughs> while supplies last, um, I have a client who, Mr. Coop, who is going to Disney World, got tickets through his work, and I just booked him a hotel at the Beach Club. There's, Why is that in client. quotes? Did he? Uh, because he, by the time he did all the work to go through all the rigmarole to buy him from work, they were like twenty dollars cheaper than buying it from Disney, so he just went and bought them. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so I told him he should have just bought a package at that point. Might have saved him money, but he's like, whatever, it's done. And he wants to he wants to use that money, those funds, for an annual pass. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, just on your third day of your trip, use the thing and upgrade to an annual pass. And he's like, what if they're sold out? Good point. So I told him, and Eric, maybe you can corroborate this as a concierge executive. Once they come on sale, can he use his existing tickets that he hasn't actually used yet, use that money for credit towards an annual pass oh i don't know if i can corroborate that but i can collaborate with you on oh, great and i can theory. listen um <laughs> yeah thanks dan thank uh, you it would if, if it makes it, so if you can go to the park like i did you did i think we all did at one point we bought three right. day passes on the third day we're like hey we want an annual pass we want to use this money towards that why would it be any different if you hadn't actually gone into the parks yet i, I think yeah, I, I might sure have a call to this. okay oh you can call. And who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. 856. But, <laughs> that's Ghostbusters, yes. Oh. Um, uh, what? Yeah, I know when I tried to buy my magic key off of uh, discounted, any basically any kind of discounted ticket that isn't from a package, I think mm-hmm. you cannot use. You cannot use that money towards. But it's not a discounted ticket. It's It's from Disney. It's from Disney. Yeah, he ended up buying them from Disney directly. And there's no there's no special rate mm-hmm. or anything like that. It, no, I, then it should work. I think so. But I right. told him to call. Um, you should call I Ron call. DeSantis. 
Oh boy, he's not happy. With tweet it, tweet at him. Wow. So anyway, I'm gonna start a Twitter account right now. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh god! All right. So we think I I would call on his behalf, but because. If the answer is yes, there's nothing I can do about it because I don't have all his, you know, stuff. He's got to whatever. Anyway, point is with the concierge service, that's the kind of thing you'll get is a lot of guesswork and make you call. <laughs> actually, no, there we have a new so, client. This is not a good ad. <laughs> no, we have a new client. And actually, this is a repeat client, a couple named Carrie and Mark. They want to go to Disneyland Paris. And so we don't have access to like a... a you know, agent portal like we do at the domestic parks. So we have to call. Um, so what I did first is I kind of went through and did a plan on DisneylandParis.com. I talked to Mark, kind of what do you want to do? And then we had a bunch of questions. So I called this morning, I called Disneyland Paris, you know, went through the whole thing, walked through all the reservations, what they want to do. Well, how does this work? How does that work? How does this work? And then I called him back. So this is the, the answer. He's like, all right, let's book it. So I called back, waited on hold, talked to a very nice person who we booked the whole thing, went through the whole, you know, conversation, add this, add that, add the express, um, et cetera. And just as we were about to go for payment, I had my Bluetooth speakers or headphones on. And she's like, I really have a hard time hearing you. Sounds like you're down the hall. So I was like, well, let me try to take out my Bluetooth. And I did. And she's like, oh, that's so much better. And she started saying, I have an iPhone. And then I put the Bluetooth buds in the case and closed it. And that action hung up the phone <laughs> so <laughs> i had to call back spoke to a third person for the third time to go through oh. the end. i'm an android user for life i don't appreciate them trying to that's right that's right exactly <laughs> so it's a third person i go through the entire process again uh, this call was 90 minutes the third call <laughs> and it's all booked all set everybody's happy but uh, i spent four hours booking this vacation this morning which mark and carrie didn't have to do hmm. well so that is the service we're talking about at Concierge, and uh, that's a good example. And by the way, I learned a lot about Disneyland Paris, despite the fact that I've been there several times and worked there for 25 years ago. And here's the funny thing is that <laughs> when I'm... not a duration. I know. <laughs> so no, I just think it's the epiphany. It is was, in metric, Eric, okay? I'm telling, oh, I'm telling these okay. people, it's like, oh, man, I used to work there. I've been there so many times. And Yes. And then no, I'm like, 25 weird. years ago, like, that'd be like me saying in the 90s that, you know, I, I let me tell you all about Disneyland 25 years ago. <laughs> you know, that's it's, how I it's felt. basically the same. I'm not going to lie. That's how I felt the first, like, year or so of doing this show because I hadn't been to Disneyland oh, right. in about a decade. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, right. <laughs> uh, do they I still sell them, them charros? <laughs> ch ch Cheer, cheery. I think Small World is still there. I don't yeah. know. I Casa de Fritos for sure. Yeah. Um, I Casa remember Mexicana. Don DeFore's silvered banjo very distinctly. <laughs> Slewfoot I've been Sue. since, by the way. Yes. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I think since we last spoke. Um, no. So every once in a while, I like to go onto the internets and oh. see if people reviewed our show. <laughs> the internet, you say. And, and they haven't. The end. <laughs> the, we have a new review. Ooh. Is it from Bob? Bob it's not, but uh, you may not be far off. Okay. This review is from Terry Cloth from April 5th. 
I don't know if you should say Terry's last name. Just say Mr. Cloth. <laughs> or Miss. <laughs> um, perfect. This is the, the title of the review. Perfect for misanthropic loners. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, That's Dan. True. <laughs> <laughs> As a mis- misanthropic loner, I don't like I don't have any friends or acquaintances, which means I have a lot of empty time. That's where the podcast comes in. Listening to the jocular jabbering of these fellas really fills the void left by my antisocial tendencies. Plus, as a bonus, they share a lot of insider knowledge about Disneyland, which is one of my favorite places on Earth. Unfortunately, as a misanthropic loner, I never never have anyone to go with me to the park. And lurking behind a topiary with a Mickey balloon is not a good look for a solo (laughs) 45-year-old man, you know? I think I just made a new friend. I know. I was, that's <laughs> right. why I'm reading this. Because if it wasn't you that wrote it, I found your kindred spirit. It wasn't me. It wasn't thanks, me. thanks to these gents, I can plug up my uh, existential <laughs> abyss with the illusion of companionship oh and chatter about Disneyland. Top shelf, land versus world. Hey, you know. Five stars. If you ever see you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, well, Terry. Let's we, go to Disneyland together. Let's do it. We, <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you. We're glad that we give you some joy. Hopefully, it's not as dark for you as it, as your review would indicate. But <clears throat> by all means, you know Dan's there a lot. He lives close by. You know how to contact us. It's Dan at ears up hyphen podcast dot com. If you listen to After Hours, you know his last name now. Um, <laughs> uh, Eric at uh, ears up. Jimmy at ears up. By all means, send us an email. Let's connect. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole like, and, and penny- by the way, Terry, because we're kindred spirits, we can just like say hi and then leave. Yeah. That's <laughs> an option. Yeah. You can just walk around the park I'm together and never speak to each other. I'm not even saying, please reach out. I'm just saying that I wouldn't mind. And then we can leave each other, just leave each other alone. The rest of the day. That sounds like a dream for both of you. <laughs> Quietly nod whenever you pass <laughs> each other. Hey, what's yeah. up? This but the whole Pennywise imagery, you know, <laughs> standing behind a, a flower bed with a balloon. Oh, that's funny. I like that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Terry, thank you for the review, and we appreciate you. We're very glad that we give you some joy, because we would do this, and we have done, yeah. <laughs> do this without recording, and the fact that it gives one person any kind of joy is is 100% worth all the time. Yeah, so but thank more you than that. like nine, and we start to get upset. If we really if just we, shoot, we shoot for one person. One, yeah, we only want more one person than, to enjoy uh, every episode. More, yeah, we get into double digits. It's like yeah, start pissing um, some people off. Yeah, and that's why comfortable. <laughs> you start getting into the four digits of listeners, and it just yeah, starts it's unacceptable. To, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you all suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Sorry. laughs> all right. Except Back. you. Everyone else thinks I was talking to them, but I'm talking to you. <laughs> Back I to didn't, three listeners. I, I didn't know this show was in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm talking to you. Uh, we need to do some 3D audio. Cut oh, everybody's oh. hair. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're talking my language. All right. So this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is um, it, it's it's not it's a departure. Now. It's kind of uh, the opposite and also similar. It's still a versus episode. But this episode is, <clears throat> excuse me. The case of the shortest lived attractions that deserve to close and should have closed sooner. <laughs> Superstar limo versus Discovery boat, River Boats. Sorry. 
For those of you who don't know, if you've you've listened to this show most likely, so you know what Superstar Limo is and our obsession with it, and Dan has been trying to find an analog or a comparison between a ride that was terrible and closed after a year. What was that at Disney World? And Eric kind of had the epiphany. It was the Discovery Riverboats at Animal Kingdom that opened opening day, closed a year and a half later. So both opening day attractions in their respective parks, both closed within about a year. Um, Superstar Limo didn't really have a ton of iterations. Discovery River had a bunch of iterations <laughs> we'll talk about. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we'll talk about the history, the, uh, the closures, which ride deserved to close the most. So <clears throat> we're going to get into history. We're going to get into the experience and some of the what it sounds like from Dan. We're going to get into some of the climate around the theme parks at that time and why maybe some of these decisions were made. I don't know if you're going to get into the Princess Diana of it all. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, but, yeah, I figured. So anyway, uh, no spoilers. But Eric will be arguing for the Discovery River Boats, uh, a.k.a. the Discovery River Taxi, a.k.a. Disney Junior Dance Party where you can't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dan will be Superstar Limo. So it, because Superstar Limo came first, Dan will be arguing for that. And did, if I like something did it? good about it. Superstar Limo was no, no, my god, no. you're right. Oh my god, wait a minute, I gotta it was so close. bad that They're we're close. pretty sure it came first. <laughs> no, yeah, because Superstar Limo opened in 2001, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, excuse me, 1998, well, <clears throat> changing the title of this show, Discovery River wrote the Superstar Limo. Everybody, um, look at your, your podcast catcher app and you will see the, the title change. <laughs> Whoa. Right now. <laughs> oh, my. It might yep. change later, too. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but anyway, so uh, Eric will go first. If he says something that I like. Sure. Because, <laughs> um, again, this the, the premise is which deserve to close the most. So if I think something's something, then you're going to hear this sound. Pop quiz, hot shot. Eric, what is that from? That is from the... The Radio Disney uh, River Cruise, um, yeah, it's All just right. one of the the sort of uh, the sort of uh, morning zoo antics they used to get up to on Ra Radio Disney and still might. I don't know. <laughs> Circa nineteen ninety eight. Oh, that sounds terrible. Father in law is calling. Oh, answer. Put him answer on. on the <laughs> no. Say his last name. <laughs> his last name is in law. Mm, that's um, convenient. If. <laughs> If Dan says something that is whatever, I'm gonna you're gonna hear this sound. Hello, <laughs> which is great. And of course, Dan, that is the voice of that's Mike uh, Bob Eisner, former uh, <laughs> Michael Bob Eisner, uh, the former CEO and the former CEO and the, the cause, who, the reason for this attraction, the reason for this. He's he's the reason for the season, actually. Okay, the season. <laughs> yep, this that it whole was open. season. This yeah. whole season. The whole season of the Supreme Resort. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we should do that. We should have the seat. This is the Bob or the Michael Eisner season on the Supreme Resort. Everything we do Ooh. has something to do with Michael. Oh, Eisner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and forgotten right. Bob. The forgot. Oh, that's right. It's Michael. <laughs> the forgotten Bob. We have old Bob, new Bob, and forgotten Bob. The forgotten Bob. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. So let us go first. Eric, why don't you tell us? Uh, a little bit of the history. I, so I suppose we're going to do history, ride experience, mm -hmm. or cue ride experience, land impact. 
here's what I have. And it, it doesn't mean Eric has to have the same thing, but just to give you an idea, I got history development. Really and I got conversations some stuff beforehand. About, <laughs> you would think, you would think. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, some general stuff about DCA, uh, the reaction to it, the, wait, history? Do I have the right? I do. Right experience, reaction okay. to it, cue, exit, land impact, and some basic arguments about it. Sweet. Eric, can you match those subjects? I can do those things. I, maybe I should look out for some uh, some reviews, but I I always forget that we do have the possibility of opening statements. So let's just oh, see yeah. what happens. Let's see what my brain, what stew, delicious stew, my brain cooks <laughs> up in the moment. Eric, do you want to do an opening <laughs> statement, or do you want to just get straight to the history? Do you oh, have an opening statement? I can also statement. <laughs> Open. We don't have to. We don't have Can to. you improv long enough for me to use the restroom? Mm. You you bet your sweet bippy we can. <laughs> All right. Well, when he's done talking, Dan, you start. I'll be back. Okay. All right. I think, I think he might be doing a number two. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. That's oh. a very long number one. He's saying you're you're number one. That's why you're right. <laughs> All right. Discovery River Boats. Um, yes. Uh, opening statement. Okay. I'm great at improv. You can hear it in my words. And I'm back. Oh, and you, didn't, you, you, you didn't even give someone $12,000 $12, $12, $12, to do this. Wait, $1,200. Not $12,000. I don't know what that means. I don't get that reference. Uh, so improv is a very useful life skill and you pay people a certain amount of money to learn how to do it. And then oh. they can, yeah. yeah. Oh, I okay. $1,200 for my improv degree or 12,000 or 12,000. I wouldn't have paid 12,000. It wasn't I a math been able to improv course. No, oh, God, no, God, no improv math. No, <laughs> you can't. Yes. And math, Eric. Yeah, I suppose not. Well, or could, could you, that's, a, that's just, that, that's just addition. Oh, okay. Yes. Hey, that's math. Yes, that's yeah. the number. And I'm oh. adding another one. Equals All right. Improv. <laughs> there we go. Disney's Animal Kingdom opened in 1998 on Earth Day in April. Oh. On April 22nd, in fact. And along with that opening were a few rides and a lot of really warm, humid Florida space filled with plants and animals. It wasn't uh, it wasn't exactly packed with attractions like it might be now. Uh, it, it it had uh, more cultivated experiences, and one of those experiences was intended to mimic the Grand Circle Tour of the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland itself. It was a riverboat cruise designed to take you around the Tree of Life, give you panoramic vistas and uh, let you sample a little bit of what the park had to offer in a, in a quick 15 to 30 minute experience that, uh, that showed off all of the, that the park had to offer. This particular experience was described by none other than Michael Eisner as pretty. <laughs> well argued. And Good that job. was about it. Um, <laughs> We'll go into a little bit of the history of this, uh, the design of this attraction, and uh, talk about the various iterations that were clearly designed to save it from poor reviews. I, I'm sorry to, to skip ahead, but it's a funny <laughs> thing I didn't want to forget. 
when it became a you you mentioned the 15 to 30 minute experience um the two the when it became a water taxi yeah. it was like a 15 to 30 minute ride to go five minute walk yeah it's like a, it was like because they're so close together kind of on discovery island oh yeah anyway sorry go ahead i mean the same could be said for main street vehicles though like that's i mean fair. that's a good point true. it takes you longer to drive than it would to walk uh so I guess instead of coming up with an opening statement, I will just go ahead and share some of the reaction and reviews to this Great. ride and this park in general. That way, Eric, you don't have to look up any of that stuff and I can just get it out of the way. So the reaction to this ride, Superstar Limo. First of all, Jimmy, do you remember when we rode this ride? Together? I do. And you said time, I turned you said, to you and I said, this is going to be the first thing to go. That is exactly <laughs> and what you, you said. agreed. <laughs> I agreed because you're smart. and it has been an obsession of mine ever since having said that if it were still open I would never write it <laughs> well no I You'd would write it once. I would write it I would write it to bring pe people on who have never ridden it and I'd be like you need to see this but it's not in like, the same way as the tiki room it's kind of like you you would bring people to watch like Ernest goes to camp just you know like yeah yeah that sort it, of it's, thing just to see it to know it exists in the world. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it is, it, I've talked before about the Tiki room challenge where, you know, you bring someone in there for the first time and right. you can gauge by their reaction, what the rest of your day is going to be like. I feel like this one is kind of the opposite of that. If, if you take them on, I would say take them on it first. And if they're like, I can't wait to see more then just abandon them. <laughs> just leave. All right. Them. Uh, just Leave uh, them at schmoozies. The bar will come back down in a moment, and I'll see you someday. <laughs> yes. Then you're gonna you're gonna love schmoozies. You're gonna love everything they're doing here. <laughs> um. So, uh, it's short shortcomings by some people's uh, standards reflected the larger failure of Disney's California Adventure as it opened. Um, if Disney officials initially warned, and this is about DCA and Superstar Limo, initially warned of high attendance and possible park closures, but the park only averaged 12,000 guests on weekends. Uh, not 1,200, 12,000. Uh, in its opening year, DCA, uh, five, 5 million guests visited while the general Disney, while the original Disneyland saw 12.3 million guests in the same year. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, uh, Disney collected feedback from visitors and only 20% reported being satisfied with the park and Superstar Limo was the least enjoyed experience. Oh, uh, Michael Eisner was really into the idea. And at some point he was like, yeah, what? Superstar what? <laughs> As it was built, getting, getting built. Uh, here's some reviews. This is from Travels with Tigger. Superstar Limo is a ride on a track through a bunch of scenes a la Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or Alice Wonderland. It was pretty bad. We give it three, th three thumbs down. This is a strange one. This is from uh, Laughing Place. This is a strange one. The queue area is fairly boring outside except for some corny jokes played over the PA system. Inside, inside the jokes continue and you walk past screens of Joan, Joan Rivers reporting from Hollywood in puppet form. The animation used for Joan Rivers and the manager later is very strange. I'm not sure what process they use. They use. <laughs> uh, once you get on, the narration starts with... Oh, okay, never mind. That's too long here. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, in the, on the Imagineering story on Disney+, Bruce Vaughn, chief of creative exec 
chief creative executive at Walt Disney Imagineering said this, we're building California Adventure and you end up with things like Superstar Limo and you can't point to the Imagineers actually working on it. The culture wasn't really listening to each other. They would just go into these little pods of this is my land or this is my attraction and I've lost touch with my peers and there's no sense of, hey, wait a minute, is this good enough? And that's this, uh, oh yeah, so now it turns into you're going to be a star, now it's an agent, but the figures are all these the figures, but all the figures are these grotesque kind of like, it just didn't work. <laughs> so that's Superstar Limo. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find any reviews of Discovery Riverboats, Eric. <clears throat> because nobody knew it existed. Yeah, I mean, there are some <laughs> some of the, the sites that were around, like the, the fan sites that were around at the time have a little bit about it, but not a whole lot. Oh, well. All right, so opening statements complete. Time to get into the history of the attraction, starting with 1998's Discovery River Boats, which was right. supposed to be an attraction, right? This was not a conveyance. This was an actual attraction. Eh. Listed as. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, it, it, it appear, appears to have gone back and forth because they... They really, they wanted, the designers wanted this attraction to be serious, like the rest of the park. They didn't want it to be the Jungle Cruise. They, the, the park of Disney's Animal Kingdom was supposed to be a serious look at, at conservation and animals around the world. It, it harken back to our episode about Kali River Rapids and its, its heavy heavy conservation messages that have been somewhat blunted over time. Deforestation is bad. Right. If you, yeah, like if you burn down a forest, you fall down a hill. There you go. And I mean, this was all part of the probable, probably part of the reaction to people really kind of railing against Disney building a zoo. They, they did not want to build a zoo. They, in fact, on the brochure, the word N A T A Z U. Yes, not a, not zoo, a zoo, which isn't cultural appropriation of any sort. At all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not in the 90s, Let's I tell you. There's a definition of the word natazu. <laughs> what it means well, in Swahili. Natazu? There we go. Uh, but yes, they, they so they, they wanted to have something that you could tour through. You could do that kind of grand circle tour around the Tree of Life. They could deliver facts about the things that you were seeing there would be animals there regularly. There, there would be <laughs> like birds and gators. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> things that were. I mean, at least the birds were regularly there, and they had statues. They had other things to see, and uh, yeah, it it didn't really didn't really work out. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, Michael Eisner rode the the trip before the park opened and said, it's pretty, but where's the content? What is interesting on this ride, essentially? And he was right. There, It was just a bland ride around the park with a stop in the middle. Now, did you have to get off? Could you get off? You could get off. You didn't have to get off. Now, when Beastly Kingdom was kind of kiboshed, originally this boat was going to go through a cave with a fire-breathing dragon, not unlike underneath Sleep, uh, 
Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland Paris. Uh, yeah, and in fact, the the dragon from Disneyland Paris was they were going to create use the model from that dragon to create a smaller scale version in this cave. Well, Beastly Kingdom is a whole separate topic in itself, where it was that it's where it was supposed to go in where Pandora is now. Right. And it was Minnie and Mickey's or Camp Minnie Mickey. Camp Minnie Mickey when the, the park opened because they didn't have anything to put there because they canned the whole fantasy element because they were running out of money and time. Next Which, episode. And because <laughs> Paris wasn't working out well. Right. The, the Beastly Kingdom theme. versus what? Westcott? Oh, oh. God. No, that's I don't whole, know. That's a whole park. Never mind. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they wanted to have more of these elements in there. So they they did put some things in when we talk about the original version of the ride. I I'll bring up some of the thematic elements that they initially had and they kept around for a while. It just occurred um, to me that every part of this conversation is, in fact, history. <laughs> so I guess I we should. Really... <laughs> uh, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's true. Because none of them are there. Well, this right. is more. This is more history. This is like extra yeah. history. This the is history the history of the history. Yes, yeah. true. This ride had basically three different versions, but um, but yeah. It, so the the initial conceit didn't work out well because there were so few attractions in Animal Kingdom. A lot of people would stand in line seeing this attraction at the front of the park and saying, "Oh, there's people online for this. Let's wait." And they'd wait up to an hour. Oh mm-hmm. my god. To oh, get onto why. a to get onto a boat that didn't do anything. Okay. Disney Okay. Yeah, I see it, it now. Disney quickly realized they had to do something. They put another cast member onto this boat to at least increase the banter. They they added some jungle cruise type elements, a little bit of that banter back and forth. I have some of it. It's Did they body shame the animals? Well, you need to, yeah, you need to save that for the ride oh, yeah. itself because yeah. you need to go through all three iterations with the, uh, the iguanodon and 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 and. Right, 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 and uh, yeah, it, but it, so they 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 tried fixing it. When it didn't work out, they changed the name to Discovery River Taxi in November of 1998. Um, to this let is, people know, this is not. It's not a ride, ride. it's a conveyance. Right. Right. See, this this is my this was my moment of aha because like everything you're describing so far is completely what I'm looking for in a theme park. It's it's pretty, not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. You can stay on it as long as you want. But right. then when you when you mention there weren't really any other attractions, so there is a very long line for this very a ride that if there were a five minute wait would probably be very lovely, but <laughs> yeah what do you have at this point you, right. have, you have the tree of life which is a movie you've got yeah. the safari you've yeah. got tarzan rocks maybe dinosaur yeah. i think countdown to extinction as it was called excuse then. Yeah. me countdown to extinction right. and then the the little carny rides right and just a meet and greet at camp mini mickey so yeah. you have basically a scary ride and then a kind of intense potential chase ride that more of the family could probably go on. But this is the one that is like, well, just like superstar limo. It's like, for this all is ages. The, yeah. For all ages. This is essentially like the dark ride. Anyone can go on it. 
right. and it's Disney. So of course they're going to do something entertaining. Meanwhile, it's a gussied up horse drawn carriage. Man, if ever we get to the safari, if ever we figure that out, I've got a, a, a friend of mine who used to be a safari driver. Ooh. Could have mm-hmm. him on as a guest. But when the, the, when the ride actually had a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When there was the, the poacher storyline, the right? The poachers, the, the, yeah. the helicopter guy. Simba won. Oh, yeah. And like there were actors in the thing. And yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that in another oh. episode. Baby Red, all that stuff. Right. Anyway, the, the whole thing wasn't working out even as a taxi, so they changed it to the Radio Disney River Cruise. We'll talk plenty about just plain <laughs> Mark and Zippy. Hold on tight, people. And uh, yeah, then it closed on August 21st. Uh, twenty. I was going to say 21st, because mm-hmm. I, 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 for some reason I was thinking 24th, but no, it's August 21st, 1999. Just a little over a year after it first opened. There we go. Sayonara. You can still see the docks there now. Again. Docks are a lot of meet and greet, right? Yep, yep. And the boats are now uh, conveyances to the Magic Kingdom. And they also sit in Ooh. in docks behind Finding Nemo the Musical. Nice. Because there were seven. We'll talk about that too. Okay, great. Wow. All right. Man, so much excitement to come. Ooh. I can't oh. wait. Oh, that man. was the teaserest <laughs> tease I've ever teased. Oh, so many teases. Yeah. Uh, Dan, how about the history of Superstar Limo? Okay. Well, Superstar Limo opened along with the park on the date that we all know, of course, February 8th, 2001. Which (laughs) just happens to coincide with... uh, Hold on. Hey, Google. Are there any holidays on February 8th or anything? I just confused you. Let's see what happens. Thought he was gonna ask anything else happened in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> uh hey, oh, oh no, what happened in 2001? Oh no, too soon, never forget. Oops. I can't hear it. 977 people instigated the global war on terror. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. I can't right. give this uh, episode anyway. to Sam. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you should. Try by just fi- as a trial. Try by Stop. fire. Google. Hey Google. Drink hey. from the fire hose. Hey Google. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Great. Anyway, so point is, this is, and I don't know why I'm so amused by this. You know how like every park has an opening date of some significance. Like there's October 1st was the opening date of Magic Kingdom. And so October 1st was Epcot and then Earth Day. And then this one is just like, I don't know, just whenever it's done, just throw the gate open. <laughs> Somebody so call Fred, the OC register and tell him yeah, that it's open. I think we're opening tomorrow. Wolfgang Puck is, I think, here. I don't know. He has hot dogs on the rotisserie. Who knows? And I know I said <laughs> that wrong. Um, and it closed in January 8th. Mark's National Boy Scout Day. Oh, well, that's, okay, there we go. I stand corrected. And I'm National Kite Flying Day. There we go. Okay. I, I, You know what? I'll admit when I'm wrong. And in this case, I was wrong. So in order to commemorate... Wait, I'm not done. Uh, the English, <laughs> or the 8th, was a federal holiday in the United States from 1828 to 1861, commemorating the U.S. victory in the Battle of New Orleans. 
There it is. So in order to commemorate, wait, wait, wait. wasn't that the- wasn't that the battle where Andrew Jackson fought a battle after the war was over? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like <laughs> that sounds that- like old AJ. <laughs> oh, I've got more. Okay. Uh, 2023 February 8th, uh, holidays. Boy Scout anniversary day. Laugh and get rich day. <laughs> That's there it is. Park. That's oh, what it is. This was okay. So, in, order, <laughs> in celebration of Laugh and Get Rich Day, Disney <laughs> opened Disney's. Di- sorry, Disney California Adventure at Proposed the, Day. Uh, Disney, oh yes, Disneyland. Uh, and so, here's a little background. Michael Eisner, Michael Bob Eisner, took over as a CEO <laughs> in the mid eighties. Forgotten Bob, never forget, with ambitious ideas to grow Disney's theme parks and studios. Uh, Under his lead, they uh, expanded parks creatively and commercially, partnered with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Brer Bear, Brer Rabbit, MGM, and CBS. Um, He was was into synergy and making celebrity relationships. He was a, a, I don't want to say old Hollywood guy, but he was a Hollywood guy. He had connections and wasn't afraid to use them. Um, oh, I have maybe an appropriate one. February eighth, mm-hmm. two thousand one, was a holiday. It's a Jewish holiday. Tu Bishvat. Hollywood <laughs> Jewish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's the connection. Uh-huh. There it is. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. No, no, Go it's good. Uh, not going any further with that. And so uh, Eisner announced the Disney decade. And he had so many new ideas for each Disney resort, including a second gated Disneyland that was called Westcott. Uh, there's a lot to go talk about there. And we eventually will in depth. Uh, now, a certain uh, Frank Wells died in 1994, which made michael bob eisner go crazy which one huh you said a certain frank wells i was curious which one the oh the one, one the one that died on in 1984 oh, on okay, april 3rd um the ceo so, of disney yes ceo ceo oh 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 so uh they also opened up disneyland paris which they called uh euro disney at the time and Who worked there uh jimmy did i did and uh, several other people as well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Including uh, the son of the voice of Disneyland, Jack Wagner, the voice Ooh. of Disneyland Paris, Mike Wagner. Wow. What? Mm-hmm. I met him. Had his business card lost. Crazy. Uh, was he on The Mandalorian? <laughs> Maybe. Not that he'd respond anyway. <laughs> Uh, so they were looking at how much, I don't know, a giant gold ball made out of actual gold. And they were looking at how much that costs. And they were looking at how little money was coming in from Euro Disney. And they said, no, in French to the plans for Westcott. And so Eisner, you know, the, at that point was kind of afraid of his own shadow and became cautious about large scale expansions and <laughs> all of the reasons why Michael Eisner is no longer with the company started to happen at about that time. Um, How about a big gold ball? 
uh, a bus. We, we how about a, a, a small wheel that blinded people on the way in? As long as it's round. <laughs> do it. It's kind of the same. And I really feel like Michael Eisner around this time, he really was, I really feel like you could have done that to him. Like he's kind of the, like jangle your keys in front of him. <laughs> just hey, like, we got this little wheel. We got, they're round. both round. I mean, in this picture, it's not a sphere. It's round. You're like, okay, good point. <laughs> it, there's also a mountain that looks like a bear. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Or a wolf. So, so we don't need so we don't, looking at it. So we don't need any animatronics because we have a giant bear wolf. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was still saying like we still need a second part because people are expecting this. And like we were saying in after hours, it was just like, I don't is Wiener Schnitzel available? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Winter Schnitzel food truck. I have a neighbor that works as a carny. He could put a zipper in there. I don't know. We could, we could put a picture of like Piggy. We could put Miss Piggy's face on the zipper and just be like, "Hey, it's a Muppet ride." Um, <laughs> That's about right. I know. So Eisner held a three-day exec- executive retreat in Aspen, right. Colorado. The Gong Show. The yeah, and. Uh, him and his team probably got rather drunk because that's what executives <laughs> do. And they were talking about like, okay, what are we going to do? Where what's what's going to happen? And probably around, you know, night three <laughs> after, you know, drinking just a ton of gin or whatever, they were like, I don't know. It's just, what if we just spent like $650 million instead of $3 billion? They'll come. I mean, well, the, just the idea... Is- the hubris, Dan, of yeah, of like, hey, you know, people are coming to California to, to see Disneyland. They don't need to go anywhere else. We'll yeah. just bring California to them. No, yeah, they don't. They don't need to go to Knotts. This is just as bad, <laughs> <laughs> just as shoddy as Knotts. The tagline, yeah, yeah, and that and this was kind of the beginning of, at least in my experience, I'm sure it was going on for a long time, but it's sort of when I started to notice where it's like, oh, they're very aware that people are going to come regardless. Like, mm-hmm. they'll, 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 they're going to do it. So enter around this time, Paul Pressler. Mm-hmm. And he served as, and I know none of this has anything to do with the ride, but it's all real fun. But um, you're related to him. Right. My... <laughs> My my uncle and father. It's a weird story. <laughs> Paul Pressler served as president of Disneyland Resort from 1994 to 2000. And he oversaw the development of Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, he, he, I've talked about him before on the show, but we need a yes. little refresher. Yes. He <laughs> is kind of known for, uh, he was the executive producer of the Care Bears movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in charge of the Disney store. He, uh, made connections with play school and Fisher price. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, listener, um, I wonder what kind of a theme park that person would make and imagine what kind of a theme park that would person would make with the most cynical eye possible. Add in a little Wolfgang Puck, and there you go. That was this is California Adventure. <laughs> yeah, hey. he's a retail guy, right? He's a retail guy. Yeah. Now yeah. I have some quotes from Paul Pressler. Oh, by the way, uh, he uh, they he was 
really about lower budget stuff. He was just about, he basically the place was a mall in his eyes. Um, and like, he kind of outwardly said that, although I can't find any direct quotes about that. I remember at the time he uh, aimed to make California adventure a hipper and more adult oriented park. That means that they sold booze. Um, yeah. They have a winery. There's yeah. a video about making wine. There's right. Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. While you get drunk to enjoy the rest of this park, let me tell you more about the seasons of the vine. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> so here's a president. Which Dan was an answer. <laughs> Seasons of the Vine was yeah. an answer to the audio clue that we did at the 100th episode of this of Ears Up on the patio at Wolfgang, oh, sorry, uh, Ralph Brennan's, right? Uh-huh. We were playing, you and I were playing, and another person were playing against Jeremy, and I, Seasons of the Vine was one of the answers we got to win. Wow. Wow. There you go. Jimmy remembers that day really well. Yeah. He doesn't remember me that day. You know, no. the day we met. <laughs> I, I remember what matters, Eric. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Random trivia. Aww. Not lifelong lifelong life connections. <laughs> so here's here's a quote from here's some quotes from Paul Pressler. This is about California Adventures concept. And I don't know I I put his <laughs> I put his Wait, quotes Eric, in you were comic sans. Sorry. Yeah, was, <laughs> Go ahead. I was joking. Just just so we're all clear, in my notes, his quotes are in Comic Sans. So I just want people to <laughs> picture that. So the, the goal is to create an entertainment experience that is uniquely California. He's not Hauser. It just came out like that. <laughs> and another, he's talking about the parts in a, the parks intended atmosphere. We want to create the hippest place to hang out in Southern California. Now, here's some quotes about Paul Pressler. Sultan, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> this is from this is from Mouse Planet. During Paul Pressler's tenure, Disneyland lost its, lost its focus on attractions and instead started focusing on retail shops and restaurants. The stores started looking the same, and the merchandise was no longer unique. That's true, and it hasn't changed. Uh, this is from a former Disney executive who <laughs> didn't give their name. He was a very good merchant, but not a very good theme park person. Al Lutz, a uh, Disney blogger and historian, oh. said there was no magic in his parks. The magic was in his stores, which is a great burn, by the way. Uh, Michael Bob Eisner himself said, hello, Paul has been an outstanding leader during his 15 years with the company, and we wish him the very best in his future endeavors. Basically, like get out <laughs> uh now then we also have a creative lead uh barry braverman who i kind of talked about before he did a lot of very very bad things not as a person but as a creative oh oh here we go here's some quotes from barry braverman at a high at a high concept level Iser just felt this really feels like it could be something I will say that once we got back and started working on it, he was very clear about saying, don't hesitate to tell me that this is a bad idea. He said, you guys, don't just yes me as you work on it. If it doesn't feel strong, please let me know. And he's talking about, this is him talking about Hollywood Land, about the ABC soap opera bistro. The idea is you're sitting in sets from ABC daytime dramas, and the wait staff is playing typical soap opera characterizations. The Harris, the amnesia victim, you're sort of getting involved in the storylines. Uh, here's him talking about Grizzly Peak. It's very fast and just really fun, and you'll get wet. And then uh, he's also talking about the Golden Dreams Theater. We've created scenes in each of these periods to find out where, why did you come here? What are you dreaming about? 
what did you find when you got here? And so it's a very moving show. It's closed. Uh, on the Bountiful Valley Farm, we have real citrus fruits and avocados and date palms and row crops and all kinds of different California produce. That is uh, replaced by uh, Marvelic. Uh, on working on California Adventure, to have an opportunity to start with a blank sheet of paper, you can see something and then have it built in a five-year period and have that kind of creative resource to work with artists and technical engineers and designers. It's just incredible. So this is the guy that was in charge of the creative vision of DCA and directly in charge of Superstar Limo, also known at the time as Stupid Star Limo, which I might actually have to <laughs> say. And uh, he uh, sucked. And this was the only dark ride in the, the park. And the park had, at the time, uh, not many rides that weren't just a zipper with Miss Piggy's face on it. Now... Hey. Two yeah. things real quick to interject. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Bountiful Valley Farm, listener, because every episode someone's first, mm -hmm. was replaced by the Marvel Avenger Campus. Mm -hmm. And Eventually. In, Pim, in Pim's Test Kitchen, you can see allusions to Bountiful Valley Farms on the ketchup and mustard bottles that are feeding the condiment area in the uh, in the restaurant. Yeah. And at the Bountiful family, uh, uh, whatever farm, uh, did they have tractors? Oh, yes, they did. Could you climb yes, on they them? they did. No, you couldn't. No, no, you could not. <laughs> so, uh, second thing Dan, I wanted to say, yeah. Eric, was the music playing, was that from the theme park in 2001? <laughs> it may well have been. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I don't so, know. It wasn't It wasn't a Beach Boys uh, song, so. That's fair. Um, and it right. didn't have the word California in it. In it, in it. Right. Well, that was Do You Know the Way to San Jose, played on which a world in organ, which is in California and therefore was in the music loop, but not that version. Had to have been. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so Jen, uh, w when are we going to get to the fireworks factory here? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here we go. Superstar Lemon. Uh, early plans uh, were for a Hollywood theme land in California Adventure. Uh, this was kind of inspired by Disney MGM Studios. They were like, let's do that, but smaller and cheaper. Here's five bucks. Um, and it was aimed to create a 2001 modern Hollywood, uh, including stardom, celebrity, and red carpets. And it was so tongue-in-cheek and so clever. Um, they were going to include... A, yes, exactly. They were going to include a scaled re recreation of LAX's theme building, uh, which right. was something... That's that, that rotating Disney, restaurant, right? Yeah. And uh, Walt Disney Imagineering designed that restaurant uh for like the real place and so they were like hey let's bring that here and that could have provided a really cool like dining experience but then michael eisner got scared of his own shadow he's like ah, no um let's just let's move. <laughs> um so this was going to be a signature ride which would have guests feel like they just landed in in los angeles and they would board limos with michael eisner himself urging guests to reach their movie premiere it was going to be a madcap ride through Hollywood, avoiding paparazzi en route to the Chinese theater. It's going to be like kind of like roller coaster, rock and roll roller coaster starring Aerosmith, but more like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Like it was going to be like not fast, but like fast pace in terms of like mm -hmm. content. It was going to have larger vehicles, bank turns, blacklight scenes, and Southern California locations. And it was, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, you know, a sassy look at at what it's like to be a celebrity and to be chased by uh, paparazzi. And you know who else was being ch chased by paparazzi? Uh, Princess uh -oh. Di, uh, <laughs> who uh, was in a fatal crash in 1997. 
thought to be caused by a paparazzi, paparazzi chase. And Disney was like, hmm, I guess we can't do that anymore. <laughs> do you think if her name was Princess Livia? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Where's, this episode is brought to you by Lohanging Fruit. This episode is brought to you by Low Hanging Fruit. Low Hanging yeah, Fruit is wow. now available without syrup. <laughs> in Famously, form. I've told the story before. I was in Paris and I saw the sirens. Didn't know mm-hmm. what it was until I went to London and I couldn't get into Westminster Abbey because there was something going on and didn't find out what that was until I called home and they're like, hey, did you hear? And, and that like, cover story has been working for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, the queen put me up to it. <laughs> I put my camera in a trash can. <laughs> I went to a, a red phone booth. I dialed a certain number and I went down the, down the pipe. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's oh, funny because fun it's like, me. and I'm sorry if I've told this too many times, but you know, when, whenever we know like, you got married at Disney world, <laughs> <laughs> Disney world, you know, where were you when? And I'm like, well, I was there. <laughs> so I didn't have the same impact because I had no idea. But anyway, I, I right. was the second car. Um, so uh, let's see. <laughs> what? Just <laughs> reacting viscerally to. OK, uh, I say I'm how's it going? <laughs> uh, uh, he's waving. Uh, so <laughs> other theme park. Operators faced kind of similar situations. Uh, Cedar Point renamed uh, Banshee Coaster to Mantis in 1996. You would think in researching this, I would say, why? No. Uh, Universal Studios Florida delayed Twister Ride It Out after <laughs> a bunch of deadly tornadoes in 1998. I'm laughing at the the irony, not the, the tragedy. Not the tragedy. Uh, Universal yeah, Orlando revised Halloween Horror Nights event and Disney modified Jungle Cruise spiel after September 11th attacks in this very year. Um, so Disney was like, okay, what do we do? Should we go back to Aspen? I'm like, no, we could just do this and like <laughs> we can get drunk in my office. Cubicle. Yeah, we got some <laughs> we got some Franzia over here. Uh, which Franzia, by the way, the Disney's California Adventure of Wine. Um, so, <laughs> so. I thought you were going to say sponsored by. <laughs> so the first idea was we're just going to scrap this entirely. So they considered bringing in attractions from Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios to California Adventure, such as the Great Movie Bride, Twilight's Own Tower of Terror, which they eventually did, uh, and Rock and Roller Coaster Song, No Doubt, which I that would be amusing. Yeah. Um, that's my phone. All alternatives ended up being too costly because there's not a lot of room. And, uh, you know, that park, the Disney, uh, Disney MGM Studios, they actually tried. And that wasn't the point with this park. Um, so they went ahead with the Superstar Limo, but they had some limitations. Uh, the first rule is don't talk about Superstar Limo. Uh, sorry, as they removed paparazzi and slowed the ride down due to the tragedy. Uh, budget cuts led to removing the th- the building exterior. They got there the idea of a restaurant and they said, hey, let's do a Hollywood Pictures back a lot, which is great. They have a schmoozies um, and <laughs> designers had to create a new slow moving ride with a new plot. 
And uh, they were thinking like, let's just load it full of jokes or just load it full of so many jokes about Hollywood and what it's like to be a celebrity. There were so many jokes about plastic surgery and about mm-hmm. like uh, just, I mean, if you were around at the time, oh my goodness, so many great jokes were being told by Jay, Jay Leno at the time. And this was like scrubbed up <laughs> versions of those jokes. Um, so one of the problem, one of the problems here is that no one working on it was funny. So mm. it was just kind of like, Hey, look, it's that thing. <laughs> or remember that Anto- Antonio Banderas exists. Hola, Antonio. Because <laughs> he speaks Spanish. Who else uh, has a contract with Disney right now? Basically. Yeah. So, and that's where we get to this. Uh, with they had a reduced budget, but Eisner had this list of people on speed dial. So they were like, you know what? Let's just get all these C list uh, celebrities who are like the few remaining who will still work for me. Michael Bob Eisner. How Bob-Eisner. dare you call Tim Allen a C list celebrity? Whoa. I'm sorry. He's. I'm sorry to cancel you again, Mr. Allen. Uh, I really. I just. I can't wait to see you at the Pachanga Casino. I'm really looking forward to your set there. Um, and see his work in Toy Story 12 out mm, next year. You could also see a stand-up at your local county fair. <laughs> um, so they didn't really have animatronics. They were more like mannequins that kind of moved around of these celebrities that looked nightmarish. <laughs> so <laughs> old school animatronics like Mouth like, open and closed Jungle Cruise style. Not, not even that. It was more like tilty time. It was more like to use your Jungle Cruise analogy. You've seen, if you've seen those clips of like the giraffe head that kind of like goes, uh, I'm going to go touch a tree and he goes in the back again and doesn't actually move anything other than that. That's what we're talking about here. Well, Dan, you don't actually have to explain that because if you've been on Monsters, Inc., <laughs> You've the seen same. the movement. Oh. It's the same thing. The same. They're the same exact creatures. Minus clever effects and smells. This was just Correct. straight up cartoonish nightmare. Um, and I'm, I'll get into more about the actual ride as we get into that section. Awesome. So that is the history of Superstar Limo. Very well researched and delivered, Dan. Thank you. But before we get into the rides themselves, it is time for us to take a break and time for you to listen to an ad. See you on the flip side. Your attention, please. (laughs) Greetings, podcast fans. This is Billy Mays here with another great way for you to do things. Are you sick and tired of watching movies with coherent storylines? Is proper character development driving you crazy? Introducing Scraping the Ball. It's a podcast where the hosts watch and review straight to video Disney sequels. But don't take my word for it. Here's a clip from the latest episode. Then Kronk admits, okay. So then Kronk admits he lied to Poppy. But Chacha, Chaka, Chaka doesn't matter. Chewbacca. Confronts, (laughs) conforts, confront. Comforts him. Oh, my God. What the hell? Are you awake? <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't, just to be clear, none of us are smelling burning toast right now. That is true. <laughs> and I have only had two, one and a half drinks. Chaka could... <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's go back and okay. really sexy this time. 
Who's Chaka? It's it's um John Goodman, I think, isn't it? No, that's Pancha. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> well, give us the whole sentence. Must be one of the kids. All right. Okay. Okay. Then, hold on, Kronkner. Admits- if you know who Chaka is, call eight five six our ears right now. And doesn't matter what the voicemail says. No, just say. Doesn't matter. Just tell us who Chaka is. Tell us who Chaka is. No context. Zero context. In fact, the least context might win a, a prize, which you get a exist. weenie shirt. Throw in some heavy breathing before and after. That's right. <laughs> as sexy as possible. And say, hey, John. <laughs> All right. Then Kronk admits he lied to Poppy, but Chaka comforts him by reminding him that he has plenty of friends. I did it. Then others explain to Poppy about how Kronk used to have a house on a hill and a girlfriend, but he gave them up to protect his friends. The girlfriend was from the campsite. Shaka, also known as Shaka Zulu, was king of the Zulu kingdom from 1816. Oh Is this South America or <laughs> Africa? Let's make up our minds. It's Disney. It doesn't matter. It's all the so same. So Epcot, he'd be in the African outpost <laughs> yeah, so between, why not? between China and Germany. In Morocco, because why not? That's amazing. How much would you expect to pay for a podcast like that? How about a million dollars? How about $34? What if I told you it was not only free, but that there's something like three years of episodes already waiting for you on your favorite podcast app? So kindly ignore whatever awful thing I've done and just listen to Scraping the Ball. If you can dream it, you can do it. And we're back. <clears throat> Plan to buy that blue chew. <laughs> Oh, I have so much blue chew. <laughs> they keep sending it, don't they? And I just keep taking it. It's like candy <laughs> to me now. I oh, think I'm immune to okay. it. <laughs> anyway, all Can right. I just so admit welcome back. to a t- terrible medical problem. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, there, there's there are treatments for that. My doctor listens. Eric needs to do a scientist spotlight soon. He is a pharmacist. <laughs> about blue after chew. All. Our better sponsor. Scientist spotlight brought to you by blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> about erectile dif- dysfunction. <laughs> Or priapism and you. Okay. Is this after hours really again? All right. So, Eric, tell us about the ride slash rides. Oh, well. Okay. Discovery River Boats. What is the ride? Well, the ride, uh, it has... It, it, let's see. We'll, we'll focus on the, the most entertaining version of the ride. I thought you were about to say, let's focus on the most entertaining part, the queue. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We got to do the queue. Oh, yeah. The queues. Um, A boat dock with switchbacks. Yep. (laughs) Dan, you're right, Dan. Is it themed (laughs) to a dock? (laughs) It is a dock themed boat dock. A dock themed (laughs) boat dock. It was lightly covered. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So like there were two of them. There were two of them. There were two. <laughs> Mine was also lightly covered, um, but <laughs> there was a lot of uh, vertical, two-dimensional things that gave the illusion of shade. Um, it's so the, according to my to what I have here, the superstar limo experience starts before boarding the ride. Well, okay, sure. Uh, it had a uh, corner location in Hollywood Pictures Backlots industrial area. Now, when I say industrial, we're talking just beige. It's like it's like it's like the 
the the sampler the the appetizer sampler platter at Applebee's of right. theme parks. It's just, like, beige. just beige. Yeah, but it was meant to be Hollywood backlot. So you backlot right. buildings, not unlike Hollywood right. Studios, not unlike Universal. This is the backlot. Right. And that was before we all decided that was a giant cop out. So it worked for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exterior featured uh, flat cutouts representing neighborhoods and features of Los Angeles, uh, kind of from the original building concept, but not really. Uh, it was, and again, it was that humor of like Rancho Cucamonga sounds funny. So we're going to add an extra Cucucucu to it. I don't, don't know that that's an actual example, but. I don't know that it's not because it was that bad. Uh, it, the exterior, Walla Walla? <laughs> yeah, uh, the exterior was creative and cartoonish. Creative is the, from the notes from the source that I got. I wouldn't say that it was creative. Uh, so we had uh, the Hollywood sign, Union Station, Beverly Hills Hotel. You know, hey, that building that looks funny that doesn't it look funny you see it's a joke um and in the oh i get it yeah you had audio of joan rivers uh Mm -hmm. and and screens showing a puppet version of her reporting on the movie premiere that you are supposed to be going to now we need to talk about these puppets they Mm -hmm. were i don't know whose nightmare they came from but it might have been mine uh, they were disturbing and not in like the fun way that I talk about things being disturbing sometimes. Um, they, I, it's like, it's like if you imagine those a while ago there, and I should have looked into what, who they, who, who did this, but a while ago they had these puppets based on like celebrities and political figures that were made kind of like out of latex and were like giant caricatures of these people and the this wasn't made by those people but it was to my eye kind of clearly going in that direction and it was also clearly like not done well and the the puppets jim henson was not involved in any way no 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 but but these but these are like the triumph the insult comic dog style where they don't really have articulation it's just right a rubbery thing that you can move around yeah and on top of that they appeared wet but not like in a lifelike way and and it's just very odd sweaty yeah yeah but not in a way that's like oh that was intended like it was just like i think at some point they were like these things look like rubber puppets and someone was like well we have that jar of vaseline and we have the studio for 30 more minutes let's see what happens well you got to dip them in oil because if they dry out then they start to crack and and fall apart so you got to keep them moist yeah you want to keep them alive for the next iteration of this ride (laughs) um so yeah uh they're just storing them in buckets of, of Vaseline. <laughs> and they're staring at each other. Weirdly. All right. Wipe wipe off Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the queue also resem- uh, resembles a baggage claim at some point when you go inside with TV moder- monitors with the TV, ver- the puppet version, the wet puppet of Joan Rivers um, announcing your, re- your arrival because you're Hollywood's newest star. Um, and the usual like PA announcements play, and I'm sure there were weird puns about like, yeah, you left your boob job at the thing. Just like the dumbest, the dumbest jokes about Hollywood. Uh, 
And then you very excitedly board a cartoon proportion limousine with the yellow star emblem on the hood because you're see that you're the star. So oh. that way everyone knows that you're the star. That's why okay. they have stars on the vehicles. Uh, and a cast member in a red, red valet outfit welcomes you with a look in your in their eyes that was kind of like both I'm sorry and save me at the same time. And I think at some point before they closed it, they even had a sign up that said, do not ask the cast members to blink twice if they need help escaping. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That part's not We pay them. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I just rewatched just to remind myself and the, the puppets had more distinct facial features than like a Muppet. Yeah. But nothing but the mouth really moved. So that it's lifeless except for the mouth. Right. But, but the they were puppeteered were in a way that, that made that made me think that the person doing it was was sort of and let's face it, it was probably one person. It was probably Barry Braverman, if we're being really honest. Um figured that if I really articulate that one place, then it'll make the entire thing flappy and come to life. It was bad. Playful. And he was wrong. <laughs> Jimmy, any, 100%. We getting any points around here? I don't know what to give points for. <laughs> the sake of You it. know? Well, I, get, I mean... So I don't is know. actually just, trying just to about make the a cue and doing a terrible job of it? Oh, I see your point. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Yeah, then, then in that case... Um, Superstar Limo gets negative 10 points <laughs> for trying. Hello? <laughs> negative 10. That's how this is going to go. We're going to do a negative, and whoever does, has the least amount of negative points. Cool. Um, does uh, Walt Disney World get any points for having a very hot outdoor queue that leads to nothing? <laughs> um, uh, that gets one point. <laughs> Oh, no. Not negative. Positive. One positive, positive point. point. Oh no! <laughs> I'm confusing myself with my own point structure. That That's I just all right. Made up. We can make it even worse if none of us keep track. <laughs> all right, Sam so, just gave us a thumbs up, so that sounds good. Thank you, oh, Sam. Oh, thanks, so, Sam. all right, Eric, uh, go ahead and tell us about the ride itself. Then the ride itself. Then uh, the the boats could seat 62 guests and Mm. two cast members, one who drove the boat and one who walked around and talked. Uh, The the different, there were seven different boats available. The Manatee Maiden, the Scarlet Flamingo, the Leaping Lizard, Otter Nonsense, Uh. Hasty (laughs) Hippo, Crocodile Bell, and the Darting Dragonfly. So... A random mix of sometimes alliterative, sometimes trying to be clever, and sometimes being puns, and sometimes just being the name of a thing, uh, an animal. But uh, all feels very Jungle Cruise to me. Yeah. Yeah, but at least those have a tropical or a, a jungle type theme. Like but otter nonsense would absolutely named after be a rivers. Jungle Cruise boat. Uh, possibly, if, it, if, if they... Put in the name of a, a river in there somewhere. But anyway. Okay. Anyway. Those were the boats. If you loaded onto one of these boats, you were treated to 
dialogue between the two cast members that was trying to be, it kind of dispensed with the seriousness of this attraction and said, you know what, let's try to be the Jungle Cruise. And sometimes it kind of worked and sometimes it didn't. Um, as you're heading, as you're heading through the area, let's, let's just take a, we'll, we'll take a, a trip around uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom here. As they're, as you're taking off, as the boat is roaring to life in its uh, loudness, um, imagine the, the deafening sound of the friendship boats that take you around Epcot and between MGM and, uh, and Epcot and uh, have people trying to talk over it at the same time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, we we're starting out here on this boat. Thanks for joining us. That was the generic safety spiel. I have a couple rules of my own, though. No cooking on board and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Those were jokes. And, and, <laughs> and then, then the guy at the back of the boat says, no cooking on board? Yeah, I thought somebody brought a crock pot on board. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. Why didn't they say something about the sun melting their skins or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for and joining us. Be, don't do anything I would do. I, I don't, Wouldn't that be funnier? Mm, we should yeah. workshop. We should workshop. We really should. <laughs> we should. That, that's our that's They'll our open Patreon it up again. Episode. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on the Discovery River Boats, and hopefully we'll discover something together. Can we add crickets into this? Yeah, uh, we we could. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam add crickets. let's get some crickets he's, he's, in here. He's nodding yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Uh, you so because the ride is serious, they actually have things like, hey, there's been this. You see this nest up here in this tree that that bird's been up there for a few weeks. We think it's. Um, we think there are going to be some babies up there real soon. Looking forward to it. And he talks about the bird. Like there are things that you could see on this. You pass. And, do, you, do you think that that was real, or do you think that that bird? Nest was planted by Disney to talk about something. Uh, it's possible it was planted, but at least it, I mean, this is what happens in the rest of Animal Kingdom. Most of the king, most of the news out of Animal Kingdom is the rhinos had a baby. We're naming the baby. Here are pictures mm -hmm. of the baby. And that's, that's fine. That's fun. That's part of their conservation efforts. They're breeding rare animals and, and they're part and of a new ones in their secret labs. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're part of uh, an international effort of conservation where they're like they they trade these animals so that they can they there's a diversity of of their genetic lines so there's it's not just well we've got a we've well, got a boy rhino and a girl rhino let's have a bunch of babies and I don't know what we do after that this is a this is a legit sharing program of a very high ranked zoos around the world where they, they trade animals and they try to bring back this population in, in captivity and get them back out into the wild. Very black market about the whole thing. We're in the, yeah, it is. We're in the endangered animal trade. Right. That, that is true. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, let, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to, we'll get back to the jokes here. Uh, Disney trains their snakes to jump into the boat. The problem is when the snakes come into the boat, a lot of people jump out of the boat. That's all part of the Disney magic. Yep, that's they right. Just, they should just have said that oh snake God. can jump over 50 feet and it's a good <laughs> exactly. thing we're only I, 10 feet away. Uh, yeah, it, I don't I don't know. They'll jump right over us. 
they're 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 passing on they're passing the area where they have the the Pocahontas show. So that was one of the shows at the beginning was the uh, the the Pocahontas show that they had similar to oh, Disneyland. Oh, because nature. Okay, got yes, it. Yes, yes. Um, they're passing Dragon Rock at this point. So this is one of the attractions on the ride. It's a rock shaped like a dragon with water spewing out of its mouth. They don't and at m- some point the fire came out. That was a cave further down. There's a cave further down where fire blasts out of the cave and in front of it is melted ar- like suits of armor. Yeah, right. As in this dragon has killed several knights. Why are we even having this discussion if you have fire? <laughs> fire and and burned corpses of right. knights. They don't talk about it. At least in several of the videos that I've seen, they don't talk about it. They're they're telling they're talking about the Pocahontas show and oh yeah they they, they have a they have a, a a skunk on the show um and yeah we we brought a skunk on the the boat a few times but the smell just won't come out since uh since skunks are there we go since skunks are are stinky um this time we brought a tarantula and this mm. is when cast member number two comes up with a a a clear container that has an oh actual tarantula in it. And he shows it around the boat. Now this was a second iteration. That was not the first iteration. They no, added no. that later because people didn't like the ride. They were mad that they had to wait an hour for this. There's, th- yeah. The, the initial ride was nothing. It, there were dragon fire and there was dragon corpses. It, it, yes. There's a little further on here. Well, how about we, we continue around the rest of it. Um, and then we'll, we'll double back to, uh, to the jungle cruise style. I, I think that they should they should have had the skunk joke be the same as the snake joke. Like we totally. did have a skunk, but then all the passengers jumped in the water. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like just um, really just just oh double down on how bad it is. <laughs> so yeah. sorry, I, I interrupted before. You were talking about the rock named after an animal. It's like dragon rock or what was it? A, a dragon shaped rock, yes. Right. That's still there. It is abandoned. It's between uh, Pandora Land and uh, Africa. Yes, yes, that's where because that that this was during the Beastly Kingdom portion. The final thing that you could see in this area was a statue of a unicorn. Mm. That's all. It was there a statue go. of a unicorn on the shore, and uh, yeah, uh, but yes, some of this stuff is still there, which is weird. I guess why take it out, but. Um, I want to give, I watched the ride through and I want to give a positive two points for the fire coming out Uh of the cave. Uh Oh, well, currently it's negative 10 to three. Yes. Uh, past, past this area, you'd head through the African shore, which looked very similar to what we have there now, where you have these Mm -hmm. little tableaus down along the water's edge, geysers, things like that. As you uh, progressed further, they didn't really have much in the Asia area at the time. And um, there were water sculptures, big metal water sculptures that were big metal, like a a large lizard sticking out of the water, a fish sticking Mm. out of the water, and they spat water out of their mouths. So this is, more fountains. Um, interestingly enough, uh, there there's some decent pictures out there. Not a ton of decent pictures, but I found some on a subreddit called Submerged Animatronics. 
That's right. There is a subreddit for everything. Um, these are not animatronics, but they were in the water. So I guess that fits into this subreddit. And uh, as you pass Dinoland USA, there's an iguanodon in the water, which is mm -hmm. uh, apparently the iguanodon that escaped from Countdown to Extinction. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. Is that yeah. the story? The well, the it, I mean, it's the same way it is now in in um, Dinosaur, where at the end of the ride, the iguanodon escapes and is brought back through time. No, I but guess yeah. that. I mean, oh, yeah. is that the story of the animatronic in the water? That's the same one. Yes, it's the same one. Oh, I like that yeah. a lot. Three points. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, not a whole lot else to see on on this attraction. I, I mean, most if you've seen if you've been to Animal Kingdom and you look at that waterway, you know, it's mm -hmm. down. So the Grand Circle Tour of Disneyland is interesting because the. Oh, it's above everything. Attraction is above everything on the, it's berm. the berm. And it's designed to have you look in and see where everything is. This attraction is down. So all you see are plants and people walking above you. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, that's the basic conceit here is you don't really see anything other than the tree of life in the middle and whatever they put on the shores as you head through. So I'm going to I'm going to equate it rather to the Tom Sawyer. Mark Twain, the Mark mm. Twain Riverboat, right? How dare you? It's, it's not. It, well, let me finish my thought. So it's <laughs> not necessarily down per se, but it is below being the lowest point of the land. So everything is sort of above you, around you, whatever. But they did a phenomenal job at telling stories. They have a narrator telling a story about the island and what old Huck Finn would get up to. And the vantage point there is really cool. They take advantage of it because then they have around a bend, you have a beaver chewing the wood from the structure of the train tracks. You don't see that anywhere else. And that tr that the same could be said about this ride in Animal Kingdom. There are parts of that ride that you can't see from the land, from the True. ground. So I'm comparing it to that because effectively it's the same thing. It's a it's a cruise around a river, right? Right. Doesn't really go anywhere. It's slow, but you can tell story and make it interesting and give the the rider a different vantage point. And they did I, not. I see where you're going with this, but yes, yes, Jimmy's destroying my argument making this ride <laughs> seem interesting when the, what i'm saying is they failed to do what mark twain does uh, true it's more like the canoes if you if you were on the sure. the canoes because you're much closer to the water and your guide didn't talk right or yeah. talked a little bit but wasn't interesting or entertaining it in, in the slightest right or he was telling jokes that don't land speaking of <laughs> jokes that don't land Mm -hmm. the, the thing has to land. <clears throat> if it has to be a joke first before it can land, none of oh. those things you said were jokes. Well, if it's <laughs> stinky or scary and it does land, then all the passengers jump in the water. That's right. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, as uh, dudes, we're, we're back to the animals that he's showing around. Uh, animals that he can fit into a convenient Tupperware container. <laughs> As he's showing the tarantulas, I, I want to see a Tupperware container. <laughs> it's like the ad, it's the sponsor for the ride. That would be awesome. <laughs> right. uh, Rubber Discovery Riverboats, <laughs> sponsored by Rubbermaid. <laughs> they got all these sealed 
Rubbermaid things that yeah, animals you gotta can't have, breathe. If it doesn't burp, it's not closed. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it burps, the animal like comes up for air. <gasps> <laughs> they could just do a presentation about Tupperware and like that's right. <laughs> another revenue stream. This and every is a minute great or thing so, to hold your garlic. Every minute or so, it burps and like that sounds like a fart, kids. <laughs> just over and over again, <laughs> constantly. And by the third time, I would be laughing hysterically. It would work. It would work. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So as he's telling real facts about tarantulas, because this is a serious ride, sometimes. Then he he works in things that that say. Yeah, tarantulas can get as big as a dinner plate sometimes. Uh, the one that's as big as a dinner plate isn't here in this container. He's seated in row 16. And that's when uh, the the audience usually jumps out of the boat. There you go. Oh, yeah. If you want to jump out of the boat, now's the time. But don't worry. We're, we're going to scare you a little bit more. Don't worry. Tarantulas that big only eat small birds, small lizards, and small children. Hmm. Oh, that's a joke for the dad. Jump out of the boat. <laughs> As they're passing the the Swahili. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I'm just, go I'm ahead. just picturing go ahead. If, if this change happens. Like halfway through the ride, people would be like, I think he wants us to jump out of the boat. Are <laughs> 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 we supposed to? Is that part of I it? Don't, I don't know. I think that guy's else is happening on the ride. Maybe that's the exciting part. Is that like guy over there is about to do it. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, as you're passing the Swahili village of Harambe, they say that the trading port of Harambe is where they sell rare spices, gold, and elephant ivory. Oh, it's Spice, a good th- the gold being one of the spices. Yes, um, the spiciest of them. The spiciest gold. <laughs> It's a good thing we're not killing elephants anymore. Yes, we're saving animals by not killing them. Mm. And trading them on the black market of endangered I species. I don't know where we're going with that one. Yeah. Uh, storks, they pass some storks on the side of the river. Hey, these are some... some. It, it, he's describing these this type of stork. If it has a yellow eye, it's a female. If it has a brown eye, it's a male. And if it has a red eye, it means it stayed out too late last night. <sighs> Oh, yeah. I would alteration to that. If it has a red eye, it flew overnight. Mm, Maybe that that is marginally better. There we go. Yeah. Right. It it arrived here at 3 a.m. Yeah. I don't know. Overnight flight. Yeah. Because it's a bird flight. Right. And that is definitely what my brain was expecting. So at the very least, hearing that, I would go like, okay, yeah. Not... That's stupid, which is what my brain did to the original one. Yeah. There we go. More stork facts. A stork will sometimes build nests on a chimney. A stork on a chimney will either bring you good luck, a good pickle, or a baby. Oh, it's another joke. It's a Vlasic joke. That's a Vlasic joke. It is classic. (laughs) No, no, no. Vlasic. Oh. Oh, man. Do you think they had to pay the Vlasic people for that? Probably. Or a baby. Brought to you by Tupperware and classic <laughs> and pickles. I'm sorry. I just, for a moment when you said, or a baby, I thought yeah. you were implying that they paid Vlasic with a baby. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, this one fell off the boat. Famously, Dan, storks are the ones that bring babies. That's true. That's true. Passing the tree of life at one of the many times they pass the tree of life. 
Oh yeah, the tree of life is lots better than the cornstalk of death. <laughs> Wait a minute, oh, no. Jimmy. Jimmy, you're breaking the mythology of this podcast. As we all know, the stork comes to your house. Knocks up your wife. Knocks up your wife. Gives the, gives uh, the husband a pickle to give him. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I got your pickle right here, no, lady. Oh come on! Crunch. It's a family show. Oh uh, hey, family jokes here. Hey look, uh, there are hundreds all of, of our listeners th- are jumping into the water. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listener, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon right. on a Saturday. Not... We, are we are acting a lot drunker than we are. Uh, Which is none at all. Yeah, there we go. Well, I've had half a beer. <laughs> oh, good for you. Punchy there we go. Is the word. There we go. Uh, more, more about the tree of life. Uh, it, look at the the hundreds of animals that are depicted on on the tree of life. Hey, here's Waldo. Well, I'm not actually sure where he is. Oh, and the guy at the back, where's Waldo? I don't know. Oh. It's like they wanted to land the joke and then tried to do the banter and didn't know what banter sounds like. I would rather listen to Jay Leno make a joke, another joke about Monica Lewinsky, like now, <laughs> today, today, today yeah. than hear that joke. Oh, I, it feels like none of this was Disney sanctioned. It, you know what I mean? Like, it's possible. Yeah. Nobody wrote a script for these. Yeah. These fellows. Just, we have to say something. There's nothing else going on. We have right. to say something. Like, I, I wonder if you watch a different th- video, if it'd be a totally different dialogue. I have a cousin who's driving. funny. They could write a script. Yeah. <laughs> Well, more more great jokes. They're talking still more about the Tree of Life. Uh, there's the Tough to Be a Bug Theater in there, and they're, they're talking about the... Uh, tell a little bit about the show, some factual stuff. Um, anybody see the movie today? I don't like it. It kind of bugs me. Mm. Okay, better. Yeah, better. I hear I hear that it took a lot of hard work and effort, but they finally worked all the bugs out of it. Mm. Yeah, getting a little jungle cruisy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about bats um, and and other, so they they keep working in some other animals that you might see around the park. Um, it, then they get to the scorpion, which is the second animal that they bring out in a a Rubbermaid container. <laughs> um, we we got to stick with the branding here. Uh, so showing off another insect in a box uh, or arachnid, I suppose that's still an insect. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, lots of people say that scorpions are dangerous and poisonous. They'd be right. Mm. I get it. And he talks about scorpions and he shows the scorpion around. Passing Dinoland USA. Get ready, Dan. Don't I hear go the, there, kids. I hear the, dino- <laughs> the Dinosaur Institute is still in operation. Yeah, lots of uh, excitement going on there. They have a device called the Time Rover. I hear the inventor named it after his dog. He has a dog named Time. No, oh, he has a dog God. named Rover. Uh, wow. There's a ride called Countdown to Extinction. You have to be 46 inches tall to ride. If you're not, a dinosaur will eat you. There's a lot of threatening children on this ride. Yeah. Well, it's a park for the adults, so the dad's got to be entertained. Right, right. Then you pass the water <laughs> sculptures. Right, I hate my kids. <laughs> hey, <laughs> can we throw them over hey. now? Hey, you notice my shirt? Talking about how much money I paid to get here? Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm was stupid. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> then they show a leopard gecko in a box. By the way, scorpions are arachnids. 
for yes. future past show corrections. They are they are arachnids. Oh, speaking of past show corrections, on the last show I mentioned that John Williams wrote the song Swing, Swing, Swing yeah. for the movie Swingers. He did oh, not. He wrote I, it he's, for... He's just a swinger. I I, oh, I saw that too. Yes. Okay, he there loves, we go. He loves Thank pineapples. You. <laughs> Thank you very, so he, very much. He, did he write the song Swing, Swing, Swing? He did. For what? Um... I wasn't thinking about this. It popped into my head just now. But it now. wasn't for the movie Swingers. Literally, no, he did not. Um, crap. <laughs> All right, keep going. I'll look it up. All right. It's, uh, I think, it. oh, what is it? It's about kids resisting Nazis. Um, Star Wars. Yes, there <laughs> we go. Uh, let's see. As the boat is docking, watch out for those shrubs on the left side of the boat. Why? It's poison ivy. Don't worry. It washes off in the river again with the river. Mm -hmm. um, oh, don't worry about that. It's not poison ivy. You're right. It's poison oak. Mm. Uh, 1941. 1941. Okay, so it's not about. It's not about. It's for the movie 1941. Okay. Well, maybe thinking, 1941. I'm thinking of a movie that I think had it in it. I don't know. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, just pop, literally popped in my head as we were talking about it. Uh, so that's that's a that's the second version of the ride. Um, not. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then they decided let's retool it. Let's make this the Radio Disney River Cruise, where they play songs that are really exciting that everybody loves, like "Eye of the Tiger" and "We Will Rock You." I and get it. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Tiger. Mm -hmm. Kids and Rocks. wine moms, mm -hmm. come on this ride. <laughs> hey. And uh, yeah, then in between things, you have two Disney radio jockeys uh, named Just Plain Mark and Zippy. At this point, there was only one doc. They just did round a round trip tour. They played music and had commentary in between things. And some of the so you commentary couldn't get off. No, you couldn't get <laughs> off. And and the DJs were coming to you live from the top of the tree of life. Correct. Yes. And fake callers would callers would call in to the show. Um, and please tell me the loop was like five minutes and it went over. Oh no <laughs> no, no, no no! It went. It, they had something designed for the entire ride, but. But like Minnie Mouse would call in oh, and God. answer trivia questions and win tickets to Festival of the Lion King. Oh, Mickey yes. will be so happy. Oh, yes. Yeah. I yeah. like it. It's I. Yeah, we'll just we'll just move on from here and say that was the ride. It so, closed okay. for the purposes of this episode, which version of the ride are you putting up? That's oh. a good question, Eric. I suppose normally we just go with the last version of the ride. <gasps> oh, no. Uh-oh. But it's it's closed, so you, we can do whatever we want. True, true. Um, there there are more videos of the attraction when it was Jungle Cruisy. I, so there's more out there. I could get I, more I, bad I, jokes if you wanted. <laughs> not that... So, okay, I'm not... I guess I'm trying to help. I would... Put up the, the whatever you think will win or lose against Superstar Lemo. You know what? Oh, you see, this is going to be tough because the original version lasted so little because it mm. was so boring. But the last one but it only sounds lasted kind of five 
months. It sounds pleasant, though. The first version sounds it does. Honestly, I would write it. I would. Me it, too. It, yeah, it would it, probably be one of my one of my favorite rides. But right. I also understand, like we talked about, what the problem was with it. Okay, then let's go. And with, what they could have done if they Mark Twained it. Right. If they Mark yeah. Twained it, or if they just had more rides open at the time, it, that would right. that that ride would probably still be there. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you update it and say, coming up on the left here, we've got the mountain of Everest and there's yeah. a. And the forbidden Yeti and the story. Tell the story. Right. Treat I'm it like the train. Yeah. Because you can still get a grand circle tour just on the inside. Yeah. Folks yeah. tell have... me that there's a whole museum full of full of mysterious artifacts over there. And if they did that, you know, 100 percent Dan would ride that ride all day. We all would. <laughs> Grab a and beer, like sit that, down. Yeah, it'd be like that hidden <gasps> gem that you not enough drink people do. You could drink on the ride. You can't drink on Mark Twain. Oh, my oh, God. That was my favorite ride. Y- y- well, in this, in this imaginary version, I, I yes. I don't see you why you wouldn't. Right. Yeah, you can drink. There's <laughs> beer everywhere. Why wouldn't you be able to? Right. The only reason you can't drink on the Twain is because you can't drink, drink alcohol outside of uh, Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah. Okay. So submitting for your, for your consideration, the Radio Disney... I think, oh, I think that's smart. I think that's the smart move. You can see, you can see all the the majesty of Animal Kingdom, uh, surrounded by terrible, terrible, inoffensive music, <laughs> and radio jockeys. All right, I'm removing a point. <laughs> Ooh, one whole point. Mm-hmm. I was I wasn't gonna like take you straight there, but I'm really I'm. As a listener, I'm glad you went there. As a competitor, I I, I feel like I'm probably well. Anyway, that's but. that's good. I mean, Jimmy also <laughs> contributed, saying, "Well, it's actually a unique view of the park." I'm like, "Dang it, it is." Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's not a unique view of any Uh-oh. park? <laughs> Superstar. <Lino. laughs> yeah, Dan. In advance of your discussion here, yeah. I would like to remove a point, make a negative point for every character <laughs> that you say. In this ride. Ooh, okay. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I want to hear that. Okay. So oh, I'm, I'm pulling ready. a I'm pulling a lot from uh Yesterland, which has a very uh, Oh, it's such a good that's a great it's rundown. a really detailed <laughs> thing, yeah. a really Yesterland good rundown. And I'm just gonna straight up quote them at some points, and this is one of them. Pretend you just arrived at Los Angeles International Airport. First of all, it says you're going to need to do a lot of pretending. Pretend you just arrived at Los Angeles International Airport. Pretend you're the newest movie star in Hollywood. Pretend your ride vehicle is a fancy chauffeur-driven limousine. Pretend that your chauffeur is narrating your journey from the airport to a big Hollywood premiere, although the ride vehicles don't have drivers. And pretend that people like Regis Philbin and Cindy Crawford are big Hollywood stars. Now, you might be saying to yourself... (laughs) You might be saying to yourself... Oh, they were you don't actually. Have to double dip on that. They were actually big stars. No, I think you should double dip. But <laughs> um, they were actually big stars at the time. They weren't. They were not. Um, <laughs> the narrator for this is uh, Corey. He's your, your chauffeur. The narrator is Corey Burton. You might know him as the ghost host for the Haunted Mansion Holly, Hall, uh, <clears throat> Halloween. You can't even say it. <laughs> Holidayween. Yeah, it's like Bell's Magical World of Rides. Yeah, I mean, I can get it out, but it's 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 difficult. Um, so here we go. You board your ride vehicle after being assaulted by the queue. Um, 
And you, I'm just, I'm just going through this article. I'm going to describe some things. You, your first move is to go away from the loading station towards what looks like a cartoonish freeway on ramp. And it says this freeway is jammed. And cause you know, you know, you know, the thing does, it, go, does it follow up with, with, uh, what we get on the Aerosmith ride with we be right. jamming or uh, not. No. not. <laughs> Didn't it no. say freeways jammed and then dot, 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 not. That's that a different would be one. Yes. Funnier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, this is just, this is so the, the joke here, I'm going to do a lot of explaining jokes. The joke here is, you know how LA <laughs> It's just, there's so much traffic. Famously, all, yes. All the time. So this is referencing the freeways and I'm sorry. It's just so funny. It's referencing how the freeways in LA are just so busy all the time. Um, and then there's a collect call for you. It's your agent. And that's Swifty LaRue. And uh, right, Swifty. Is he an oddly Italian-coded stereotype of a puppet? Yes, he sure is. Yes, he is. Um, with, complete with stubble. <laughs> complete with stubble. And, and his, cigar? And, and a cigar. And, and it, ooh, his, he's got to have a cigar. His cold, dead eyes look at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Swifty here, babe. Welcome to Hollywood. Looking sensational, as always. And then he blows kisses. He likes to blow kisses. Does that <laughs> And then he says, listen, I'll have you. I'm not. Listen, I'll have your contract for me, okay? I can't. Wow. Just to get to the Chinese uh, theater pronto. You hear me? Everybody's waiting. Capiche? Don't be late, babe. And then he blows another kiss. Hello? And then... (laughs) (laughs) For Swifty. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> and then as you go into this this first of all, this ride was three hours, three sorry, three minutes, three and a half minutes. It feels like three and a half days. Um mm-hmm. so then your chauffeur slash ghost host's announcer voice uh gets on and you see you go up to this this vault, this cartoonish vault. And the, the chauffeur says, don't worry, we'll get you there in time. Our first stop is Glamorous Rodeo Drive. There's Regis Philbin. Now, what joke oh. do you think they have for him? Uh, Without looking at it. Don't um, looking at it, stop looking at it. No. Final answer. That's correct. Oh, yeah, that's good. There's Regis good Philbin. Job. And that's my final answer. Oh, yeah. You see, Regis Philbin was the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And <laughs> Play it. They would, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> and they would always have to say, that's my final answer. Just like mm-hmm. with Jeopardy, you have to put it in the form of a question. Form of a question. That's why that's funny. So, and then the chauffeur says, if it For is. For example, a- what is the crappiest ride in history? Correct. The answer? <laughs> Superstar Limo. What is Wait, we're not limo? done yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then you have, uh, you see, then the chauffeur says, if it isn't vivacious Melanie Griffith and dashing Antonio Banderas, and they're holding up smoothies from uh, Eisner. Smoothies. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> And they're by like a he's hotel. greeting all of them. All of his <laughs> friends. That's why I love this. I did not plan for it this way, but I'm very happy about it. And they're by a hotel where there's an overloaded uh, bellhop because overloading labor is funny. Um, <laughs> then we go to a place called Dollars and Cents, but you see it's not spelled cents. It's spelled cents like the smell. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh. and then you have a, a weird looking Cindy Crawford and she's holding oh, up a perfume oh. because of the cents in dollars and cents. Got it. You see. And then the chauffeur says. It costs says, dollars to buy the yes, cents. Yes. <laughs> and then the chauffeur says, and there's Hollywood beauty, Cindy Crawford. Hello. There's no joke there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining him. I love it. I love it. And then we get we go when to. When he rode the ride every time he drove by. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Mr. Eisner, they're not r- the real people. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> you picked a right, good L.O. too. Writing with a framed picture of Frank Wells. Or a puppet. One of the puppets. The Joan Rivers puppet of Frank Wells. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then we get to a place called Laughter Shocks. It's a comedy place i know who's gonna be there it's oh oh, who do you think who do you think drew carey drew carey nope Uh, yep (laughs) and it's by it's between the cobra cabana and beethoven bowling and then they introduced tim allen by saying beethoven Beethoven. bowling was that a disney movie the dog movie i don't know I don't know anymore. Oh, wait. No, no. Sorry. Uh, I'm looking. I, I, this just in, I'm looking at the picture. It looks as though it's a Hollywood bowl joke. Beethoven bowling. Beethoven. As in Beethoven is playing at the Hollywood Hollywood bowl, Bowl. which means that he's bowling tonight. Got it. Yes. Uh, Did we get it? Have we gotten to Tim Allen yet? Okay. Yep. Here we go. Hold uh, so the world famous Sunset Strip. Hold your sides, everyone. It's funny, man. Tim Allen. Hello. And, <laughs> and I remember clearly that the music would inc- at this point include his grunting. And next we have uh, we're at the Mar- Martini Agogo. It's just funny because there's a place called the Whiskey Agogo, mm-hmm. and this is the Martini Agogo, and there's a giant uh, electric guitar, and Jackie Chan is swinging from one of the ropes on the. Hello. Electric. Sorry, sorry, the string <laughs> becomes a rope, and then uh, the your chauffeur says, "Jackie Chan, care to rumble?" Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and then your picture phone rings. And Swifty Leroux, the wet, weird wet puppet, comes on and he says, "Hey, where are you at? I repeat, don't be late. Don't be late. Kiss, kiss." And then he capiche, capiche, uh, get out of here. <laughs> hey, it's me, Joey Taco Penis. Oh wow! <laughs> no, sorry, topical humor. I know. <laughs> it's it's my new favorite thing. Every time he comes on, it's like, "Hey, it's Joey." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What's great five years from now when people are listening to that, they're like, what the hell is he talking about? His name wasn't Taco Penis. Uh, so anyway, then you're going, you go through the, I'm losing grip on my sanity right now. <laughs> do, you're good. Do you need, do you need some motivation? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Ooh. So then you continue your ride through this horrible ride and your chauffeur says, welcome to Bel Air, where the streets are paved with royalties and hype. How about a map to your house, Drew Carey? And then oh, it's got no. Drew Carey holding maps to the stars' homes. Michael? Which I wouldn't... I, I, you, didn't, you missed him. 
did. Sorry. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Carey, the actual Drew Carey, was selling masks. <laughs> what else and is then, he doing? And then uh, the speaker, the sponsor is seeking endorsements. I don't know. It says endorse our soda. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. There's sponsors all over the place seeking endorsements. And they say, endorse our soda, sell our sneakers, just sign here. And it's, it's, it's Oh, for you. Because you're, you, you're the star. Because oh. you're the star. Right. Oh, okay. And then you go by Muscle Beach. And it's oddly doesn't have like cartoon blow-ups of people just like injecting steroids into their ass and there's no Arnold Schwarzenegger which I mean that's the clearest thing they could do but no it's just come on so uh, so Swifty comes on again he says Swifty come on be Swifty's favorite star and get here now and then kiss kiss so there's a a certain amount of stress on this ride as well oh yeah so much stress like when when is it going to end why did I get on um (laughs) The chauffeur says Malibu, where the beautiful people... I think people... it's fair to say that, that that statement could be made for both of these rides. <laughs> Why did it get on? When does it get off? When does it end? Yeah. It's quite a bit longer. Wait, we just passed a dock. Why Why didn't we pull into the dock? <laughs> Why are these children screaming at me? <laughs> people keep falling off the boat. <laughs> yeah, so where the beautiful people become even more beautiful... Oh, and there's a crystal ball there, and it's uh, it's it's a play on Madame Leota. Did you know that Madame Leota was uh, the mother of Kim Irvine? Were you aware of that? What? What? And the crystal ball says, (laughs) (laughs) crystal ball says, angels, execs, producers beyond, give us the green light. Give us a sign. The green light is on. Because mm-hmm. you see, that's green light. Is when green light means back. you get funding the, for the picture. Yeah, the green light is the new red light district. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's a now it's a bar in the red light district. Yeah, uh, and, and then the chauffeur says, "Why it's the always entertaining share?" And that's true. She's there. She's right there. He's saying, Hello? "Look, that's a that's share," which is funny because she was like a million years old when this ride opened. Anyway. So yeah. anyway, uh, tattoos are all the rage. Shall I ink you in for one? He says, and then more paparazzi comes in. I guess they decided let's just put the paparazzi back in because whatever. Uh, the paparazzi is like, hey, say cheese. When they're trying, they kind it's of been four they, years after all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, they they're kind of they could pop out of some place called Superstar Studios. Which I mean, if you have the rights to Hollywood Studios, I don't know why you don't do that. But whatever, mm-hmm. um, and that and but that's in Florida, Dan. Oh, right. And it's MGM mm-hmm. at the time. True. Um, and the chauffeur says, "Everywhere you turn, there are Hollywood studios, and they have all sorts of studios." And then they say, "Read my script." That wasn't a burp. That was me fighting off vomiting. Uh, <laughs> read my script. You'll laugh. You'll cry. Every word says you. And then you see pictures of sorry. You see cutouts, flats of weird cartoony people pulling on strings to make special effects in the movie happen. And then there's, you go by a sign that says premiere tonight and it's lit up. And then the chauffeur says, well, (laughs) this is it. The premiere of your very own movie. And you see Whoopi Goldberg there. And the, the chauffeur says, Hey, look, that's Whoopi Goldberg. Hello. (laughs) And Whoopi says, and this is Whoopi's real voice, 
look, it's Hollywood's newest sensation. And you know what that means, don't you, baby? You've arrived. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and now then, you're the character. Yeah. And then the chauffeur says, as you go by cartoonish cutouts of, I mean, the whole thing looks like stuff from a roller rink, really. Um, cartoon yeah. cutouts of popcorn and soda. And the chauffeur says, as they say in this town, looks like you are a big boffo and don't let it get to your head. And then they take a picture of you. And this is this was the best part because every picture of everyone is like a look of just complete horror on their face. <laughs> this is this is the on ride video. Oh, this, no. is the on, yeah, this is the on ride picture that they take. And I'm looking at one example and it's just bringing back memories of every time I would ride this. You you because you're so overwhelmed by how terrible this ride is, even repeat writings, you forget that they take your picture and you just see the underwhelmed look of everyone <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and and then the chauffeur says, Now there's a familiar face smiling down from that billboard, because you're on a billboard. That's how they show mm. it to you. And then Swifty comes on this the phone again and he says, Congratulations, kid. They love your movie. Wow, you're a superstar. It's big time boffo, just like the chauffeur said. What's that word? I, I see your name in lights. And then he blows more kisses at you and he says, I love you. And then an announcer says, Ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood's newest sensation. And I can't read more. It's <laughs> and we got well, um, close enough. There I we go. Think- we're we're getting close to the end of my sanity. Um, Why do you think I cracked a beer? Yeah. Uh, the, just remind the listener, current points. Uh, <laughs> the Discovery Riverboat currently has five points Ooh, in its five. favor. Superstar Limo has negative 22. <laughs> and I, I really want to be clear. If you're listening to this and you haven't been on this ride... And you're thinking like, oh, surely Dan's doing that thing that he does where he's just oh, no. leaving things out. And it's this weird stream of consciousness. Like, no, that's the, that is the ride. That is that's the ride. <sighs> I think and I know this is not closing statements. And and, and Eric, I'm sure you can lose uh, 27 points <laughs> in your closing argument. But um, watch the ride throughs for mm-hmm. real. Like if you're watching the ride throughs of the river boat. Yeah, not a lot happens, but at least there are you know, plants. There's stuff to look at, and it's natural beauty, and it's a gorgeous park. And even if you're just slowly moving around this island with the, all these sculptures, this beautiful massive tree, and the real millions of plants that were put in this place, and being on water, reflecting with, you know, with all the the, the real animals and reflections of wildlife and nature. Maybe it's not like exciting, but it is so much better than the Superstar Limo. <laughs> Just, but seriously, watch the ride, please. <sighs> Land impact, huh? Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, because we're going for badness, I'll try to emphasize. I know that the that the view is still of Animal Kingdom, like Jimmy is saying. There's there are interesting things to see. There are beautiful things to see. At times, there were boring things to see, like a statue of a unicorn that was part of that was an allusion to a land that was never built. I think I think the most important thing that I'm I'm latching onto in my brain on this ride, the impact on the land is 
or people who are not on the ride, there's some stuff you can't see downhill in in a river. Sometimes you can see some of the stuff from certain angles and you wonder, why is that down there? There is no explanation these days of why that is down there. At least when the ride was operating, there would occasionally be a boat driving by. These days, um, sometimes, I don't know, are they still doing that cavalcade business? They are, yeah. Okay, that was kind of fun. I did like that. They're using the boats and putting characters on them and, and riding around. It was a, a COVID, an early COVID reopening attraction was, let's put the characters on boats. That was fun. That was great. But I, I remind you, counselor, that you're trying to argue why <laughs> the Discovery River boats should have closed. Oh, okay, okay. The reason they should have closed is because while you are on this boat for a, a fairly long time, you've waited in line. Pick, As picture. it relates to the land impact. You can do your closing uh, argument later. Uh, land impact. Uh, um, because I will remind you, do you I, have if I'm not mistaken. Argument? I do have a closing argument. I was about to make one, yes. but So before we do, I I would like to argue with you that this impacted two lands. Two lands? Discovery and Asia. Please explain. Discovery Island and Asia. Did it not drop off in Asia? Um, There wasn't much of an Asia back then. But what was the second dock? One was Discovery Island? Yeah, you know what, you're right. It was in where, what, what is now... Part of Asia. Yeah, you're correct. So the impact, are you saying that the impact was that there were boat docks and there were people waiting in line to get onto the boat and people leaving the boat? In two different lands. Okay. Okay. So it impacted two different lands. How did it impact those lands? You tell me. Yeah, I guess that's it. There's not a lot of impact other than there are a bunch of people waiting in line. And when you see the people waiting in line, you also want to wait in line because it's a line. It's an attraction. Because of human nature. Right. Uh, other than that, the ride really was unobtrusive. You could see it happening, but you didn't have to see it happening from up above. So the impact on the land didn't, uh, it, it didn't, it didn't impact for, I guess I'm thinking of it in terms of if you're not on the ride, you didn't have to know that there was a ride uh, unless you occasionally were at the right angle where you could see the boat going by. To be fair. If you're not on Superstar Limo, you don't know that there's a ride in there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it's a box at Disneyland, so you assume that there's a ride in there. Yeah, so is the Marvel store. I guess it, it I mean, in, <laughs> it it is part going back to Walt's idea of there should be there should be action. There should be things kinetic moving. Energy. Kinetic yeah. energy everywhere. So it does improve that. Right now, there's generally nothing going on down there. And when they have the boats running with characters on them, you're delighted. So seeing a boat with a bunch of people on it go by it from outside, it's interesting. I would say, unfortunately, for my argument, it's kind of an improvement <laughs> on the yeah. land from, from the outside. <clears throat> but that being said, even without the boats, some of my favorite imagery is of water and of things reflected in water. Mm-hmm. So boat or no boat, a still waterway that's got all of that natural lush growth and it's an it's an environment right it's a uh, yeah it's when, a great environment and like taking a picture from the africa bridge of expedition everest is just beautiful the reflection of the mountain on the water 
and just that natural waterway that looks like it's been there for a thousand years. Well, you know? Yeah, in in the Africa section, in that area near where they do Lion King now, where they have mm -hmm. um, that little, just there's a boat down there. There's some stuff yeah. on the the side of the the river. Right, that's it looks lived in. It looks lived in. Boat right. or no boat. You you don't wonder is there an attraction there? You think oh that's interesting, kind of like that French area in in Epcot, that yeah, area down France? by the water. You go. Yes. Yes. By That's France. That's right. Yes. <laughs> in Italy, there are gondolas. That it could be Canada. Thing. I don't know. It could be. Um, so I'm giving it a point for kinetic energy. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is hot That's funny. The reaction is funny. I'm so, trying not to. I'm trying not to incriminate <laughs> myself here. I'm trying hey, not to say. Listen. I know my client was found with a knife in his hand buried in the back of the person that he murdered, but <laughs> he took it out eventually. Yeah. So uh, here's what I'll say, though. Everybody wins. <laughs> if Dan wins for having the worst attraction, he wins. If you win for having the best attraction, you win. Oh, mm -hmm. I like winning. Everybody wins. <laughs> oh, what a nice show. Everybody's winning. <laughs> Everyone wins in this court. <laughs> I think, uh, that's, Dan? I think that's our, our, our show title, The Case of Everyone Winning. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a spoiler, though. I don't like that. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Dan, the impact of uh, <laughs> Superstar Limo to Hollywoodland. So my, I've been looking at my notes trying to figure out how to separate my land impact from my closing argument. And they're kind of tied in together because mm. conceptually speaking you have this disney california adventure as opposed to disney's california adventure which has already got something going against it right so mm -hmm. when it opened what it had a raft ride that is still open and i would argue i have argued the best raft ride at disney parks um wait what the Grizzly River Rapids. Oh, that raft. Sorry. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah. thinking like a conveyance. No, no, no. And then you have um, uh, the roller coaster, which is a very good roller coaster. Maybe maybe benefited from some retheming. Maybe not. I don't really. I can go both ways on that. And then a bunch of carny rides that really may as well be the zipper with Miss Piggy's face on it. Um, <laughs> and the park was initially... Con it was conceptualized as overflow I, I mean it was conceptualized as a much more impressive concept but eventually became like hey you know they'll come here too and <laughs> we can we can get people in with the promise of booze the food's kind of better um but really it's just a place for this place for the adults to go and drink and shop and wolfgang puck is here and you know all of this stuff. We're, we're we're making wine on property. Look at all these grape That's plants. Right. Yeah, look at all Robert Mondavi. Look at the the five grape plants that we have here, <laughs> and all the wine that we we made. And then this was the only dark ride in this theme park. I need to say that again. This was the only dark ride in this theme park mm -hmm. for a company that is known for making dark rides. So you can imagine someone going through their day and thinking like, well, at least there's that dark ride. I really can't <laughs> wait to see what Disney has done with their latest dark ride. Mm -hmm. 
what sort of wonderful things will they do? Will it be like another Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, I think Dan like... is verging on a closing argument here as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And instead, they kind of got... So you get on this ride, and it's just like... It's kind of just confirmation that this park really is as bad as I thought it was. Mm. <laughs> It is the embodiment of the theme park. It is the distillation, the embodiment of 2001, maybe as a A year, but, (laughs) but (laughs) also the, the 2001 version of Disney California adventure. Um, I don't know what to tell you if you haven't, if you didn't experience it, it it was that bad. It really was. It really was. And yeah, the land impact strictly is, you got some flat stuff in a studio in setting that's nothing but beige. It doesn't really (laughs) fit, but it kind of does fit because nothing fits there anyway. Well, as we kind of discussed in the last episode, the actual literal last episode is it's a forgotten area. It had, there's no impact because if you look at the land, you look at the street, that's the land, right? It is the, it is the lightning McQueen meet and greet of, theme park attractions i mean i think that's elevating it maybe but it's in the back corner it's not really a part of the land it's kind of an extension uh so i say there's no impact whatsoever yeah at least lightning to dan's point at least lightning mcqueen you can say there's a cars thing around here somewhere i swear yeah (laughs) yeah there's a thing from a property that you care about and you want to see and it's Um, actually very well decorated yeah where this is just like I think I might have cared about Regis Philbin at some point. Right. Um, So I know that, Dan, I mean, I I think I've made my judgment. Um, (laughs) Can can I make my closing argument? Please make your closing argument. My closing argument. You are, you're approaching, you're, you're walking into Disney's Animal Kingdom circa 1999. You're approaching the, the tree of life. You're very impressed by all of the, the 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 natural foliage around you. I'm sorry, I think it's pronounced foliage. And you see, uh, you, you see people waiting in line. You say, "I think I'm going to get on my first attraction here." <laughs> you wait in line for 20, 30 minutes. You get onto a boat, and music starts to play. <laughs> Inoffensive music. Music that you know well, you could sing it by heart if you had to, but you're not sure you want to. Two DJs are are talking to Minnie Mouse about her tickets to the Festival of the Lion King. And you watch as you pass through the river. You look up above, above the, the, the majestic beauty of all of the, the foliage and all of the... Uh, the interesting things that Imagineers have put on the side of the river and you see people walking (laughs) and you see people eating, drinking, enjoying life. And you say to yourself, when can I be one of them? (laughs) When can I get off of this boat? A quick reminder, you were supposed to be describing why I don't want to go on the ride, not why I want to go on the ride. Well, and it sounds like part of your argument is that, you know, you're in this this theme park, and let's say you don't know anything about it, 
and you see the boat and you're like, oh, a nice relaxing boat boat ride. I can't wait to go on it. And then the kids start yelling at you and you're like, why (laughs) is this happening? I would counter that you're at Disney's Disney California Adventure in 2001 and you're like, everything's bad here. And then you get on Superstar Limo and you're like, Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, imagine imagine you're a kid or imagine you have a kid with you and they're watching the people out in the world having a fun time and you're on a boat listening to music looking at plants. Imagine you're a child. I mean, Don't you're children describing Mark Twain. <laughs> you're describing the Mark Twain. I, I think you're bringing, this is a, a logical fallacy. You're bringing in another argument that has nothing to well, do with okay. mine. That's fair. Although <laughs> I will also tell you that um, they did, in fact, incorporate a little Mark Twaininess there where they are promoting another thing in the park by talking about the um, Lion King. Sure, they are. Yes. Anyway, they're, they're telling I, you I, about things you can do that you can't do yet. Let, let's pretend that this is closer than it actually is. And OK, <laughs> and I want to I'm doing. Something. I know. I know. I want to posit something. If both California Adventure and Animal Kingdom had more proper attractions open at the time. Mm-hmm. Would I, which one of these would still be open? Um, the riverboat. Yeah, I agree for sure. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Now if, if we're, if superstar limo is in Florida, there's a chance. Oh, it's its own park. <laughs> if superstar limos in, but because it's in there's no Disneyland, war with ron that's right that's a good point because you put him on the right right yeah. oh look it's ron DeSantis <laughs> so, on his book tour is ron uh, DeSantis yeah. so, the oh. superstar limo of governors <laughs> yes so um after careful deliberation uh <laughs> sure why not I would absolutely still to this day ride unironically ride mm-hmm. the uh, riverboat, the Discovery Riverboats in whatever iteration they were in. Uh, I would only ride Superstar Limo one time just to show people it existed, but uh, fully ironically. Or as a punishment for like, or as a punishment like a that's fair for their kids. transgressions for the last time, children. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We're going on Superstar Limo. <laughs> and you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, to the score of 6 to, tw- to negative 22, <laughs> Superstar Limo is the attraction that deserved to close the most. But my attraction was the best attraction. Everybody won. <laughs> of these two attractions, Discover Riverboats is the supreme attraction. <laughs> Yay! Everybody wins. Hello. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, that was good, guys. Thank you. It was. I, I was surprised at how much, just in the brief investigation I did into the riverboat, how much I want to go on that ride. And I'm disappointed that it was closed before I went there for the first time. Very glad Superstar Limo is closed. It was awful and a travesty. And you should watch <laughs> the ride through just to, just for us to be able to prove you right. Wait. Yeah. Anyway. Well. So, yeah. So, good job, guys. Thank you very much. The uh, Superstar Limo can burn uh, for the insurance money and bring back the riverboats, baby. 
Tell us about other attractions. There are Put still some narration on there. There are still five in the local vicinity. There they you did go. repaint the boats each time they did they did the attraction again. Make it feel like it was new. Right. There are hey, two. This that is they, a different ride. <laughs> there are two on, like Jamie mentioned at the very beginning. There are two that are on Bay Lake where you can. Sometimes they'll do pirate themed fireworks cruises. You can also rent them if you have a large party. You can you can rent them for a tour. I know that it, it like it's one of those things they don't advertise, but if you really call and and get into it, you can you can book these large boats and take them on a tour around Bay so Lake. You can, with 56 of your closest friends. Yes. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about ride capacity, but it's irrelevant. So uh, congratulations to both of you. You both win. Um, yeah, add a beaver. Do something cool on the water and let's ride this ride again. Add a beaver? Well, like they did in uh, Disneyland. Oh, I can't Something like the beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably something a beaver like on the beaver. tree of life. Probably. Probably. I have a beaver cut eating that the tree of life. Uh-oh. So it's going to fall over. This podcast, <laughs> once again, is brought to you by low-hanging fruit, now available in cans. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say brought to you by beavers. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> um, all right. So that's it. We read our review. Thank you to our reviewer, Ter- uh, Terry Cloth. Terry, Terry Cloth. Cloth. Yes. Thank you. I hope, I, I'm sure that the people like you. Uh, I know we do. Anyway, um, there are other shows on the network. We have Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, Bantha Milk Podcast, and Puny Pod, which is a, um, I'm tired, Mar- Marvel, Marvel Podcast. Marvel in, is the They're word. watching the movies in order of release. And Scraping the Vault, which is a great show about straight-to-video Disney sequels. You should definitely check that out. And you have the Supreme Resort. And you know who's Supreme? You and Dan, Eric. Aww. You and Dan are supreme in my life. I feel so great after this episode. I'm exhausted, but it was very fun. <laughs> I, I needed it. I, I have not laughed this much in an episode in a long time. I apologize if I offended anybody. A little punchy. Um, but yeah, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. And hopefully, listener, you had fun too. And enjoyed Paris. I think Sam enjoyed Carrie it too. And Mark. <laughs> Sam, he seems enjoy to editing. Enjoy, yeah. Yeah. He was laughing a lot in the booth. He was. All right, he everybody. He stood up in a while. Is he okay? <laughs> he might have passed out out of boredom. <laughs> I love the hello. We need to have that Michael Eisner hello for every episode. Hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he needs to be a fourth guest host. He needs to be a fourth host. Every time. Mike, Michael, what do you think? Hello. Hello. <laughs> and let's introduce our our guest this uh, this episode, um, Jack Plotnick. Hello. <laughs> let's say hello to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, be good to each other and rewind. Court is adjourned. Oh. No, court is adjourned. Oh, that one. Okay.
we normally talk during the the thing. Yeah, that's sorry, our Easter I was egg. Enjoying, I was enjoying listening to it. It's been a while <laughs> since I listened to it too. Yeah, that's good. Fun. Good job, um, Jr. I should do a. I should got a Jr. I know. I should put it in my notes every time.